Just go blah, 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 on your end there. Yeah, I was, I was, air, I was airdropping something to my phone from my phone to my iPad, and it happened to do it at that exact moment. <laughs> While well, you were, oh, that's impressive. Uh, <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Leaving that in. Um, welcome to episode five hundred and three of Film Bastards. Uh, my name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, one and all. Becky will be along uh, shortly, and uh, yeah. She's not missing the show. She will be along shortly. Yep. The, the the dog has just barked, and then she's stopped. Right, okay. So, coming up on this week's show, uh, hit at Sundance, hit at the box office, um, Australian horror Talk To Me, which debuted to $10 million in the US, mm. um, and, and was also Altitude Distribution's largest opening in the UK ever, surpassing Moonlight over the weekend with about 650 grand. So, surpassing Best Picture winner, Moonlight. <laughs> yeah, 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 quite. I mean, there's something. Um, so, yeah, we'll be uh, talking Talk To Me. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, do, do some news if there is any uh, trailers, um, uh, what we've been up to and whatnot, and uh, Twitter questions, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah, there, there, there we are. We are a pod syndicate podcast. Please do listen to like-minded shows such as Gaming Landfill, Chin Struggle vs. Punter, and The Rewatch Project, to name but free. And uh, yeah, there you go. the The preamble, the preamble is over. It is finished. So, what's been going on? Uh, Barbenheimer uh, continues to absolutely boss it. Donna went to see a Barbie last night on a Tuesday night. Yes, okay, meerkat, whatever's two for ones and whatnot. Uh, couldn't get into one show. It was sold out. Had to wait for another show an hour later, and it was rammed. She said she hasn't seen a cinema like that for years. Yep. We went um, to see Talk yeah. to Me last night um, at Cineworld in Hull, and um, we got quite a bit. We, we, you know, it's usually the, the same guys, and so, so the guy sort of said hi to me. Okay, I was like, is this, is it, been like this every night? It was like every night, every day, it was rammed again. Uh, he's like, yeah, there's a Barbie just about to start. He said, and the Oppenheimer is sold out. <laughs> like, on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's sold out. <laughs> the screening we've got. Just... It's like, wow. And to be fair, the talk to me was was pretty stacked as well. <laughs> yeah, it was quite it was quite busy for mine Saturday afternoon, actually. Um yeah, it, it yeah, you know. Um 
it, it feels like <laughs> I, d- I do feel sorry for Mission Impossible. Yeah, uh, they 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 should have they should have either released it a few weeks earlier or Septembered it. There's there is just God bless Tom Cruise because of Top Gun Maverick. I feel like that maybe skewed their thinking mm. that Mission Impossible was gonna like really ride a wave. Mm. Um, it's not, and I will say as well, I do kind of hope that this maybe gets Cruise and Paramount thinking. Yes, okay, let's just end it with the next one. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that there might there might be a little bit of that. I also do think that the uh, I'm gonna come down and say I think the next one will bounce back though. I think it will bounce back because they will call it the final chapter. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And also, to be fair. I feel like it will do well once it hits like streaming and home media. Yeah. Um it's a really good film. It should not have come out when it did. Like what was what was the week before? I'm trying to cast my mind back now. It was, was there anything big the week before? I don't think there was, no, cuz we'd have reviewed it. So the week before like yeah, the Indy. Friday before Oh God, was it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So... And then it was it, it, it was a flash a couple of weeks before that across Spider-Verse. The thing is, September. September would have been prime for it. Or, or I mean, like, the week, a- the week after Bar- Barbenheimer. Mm. You know, you know or, or, and even though maybe not, because Haunted Mansion came out and did about five million less in the US than it was supposed to last week, basically because of Barbenheimer. Yeah. Um that that fuck that fucking train is still running. I do admire one one kid who tried to get mission uh Barbenheimer started. Oh <laughs> uh, god, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um even though I, I don't know, it made me laugh. I heard someone um was on a podcast last week say that um so Saw X that I think we'll talk about in a bit in trailers um, is coming out the same day as the Paw Patrol Mighty movie. Yeah. Um, so Saw Patrol. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I did see Saw Patrol. Yeah. That's good. I, I, the thing is, yeah, it, 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 it might work. <laughs> I mean, I won't go see that, but you could see some some people going, I'm going to do this. Oh, for the fucking lols. I mean, could, could you imagine a bunch of people, like, dressed up as fucking, like, cute little puppies going to see Saw? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, is, it's... It's been heartening to see the fact that, like... Like, when we come out and talk to me, uh, Barbie was coming out at the same time, and it was just a procession of girls and boys dressed in, like, like various little tones of pink. And it's... It, It'd be easy to be all kind of cynical about that. But then the other part of me goes, but why would you want to be cynical about it? Just let people have fun. <laughs> and, and, and I love as well that kind of like, when, when it, like, for opening weekend, it felt like a lot of the American right were going like, oh, what the fuck? You know, it, it's, you know, oh, they say patriarchy 30. It's like, like Ben Shapiro put out like a 45 minute long video, yeah. like where he was burning Barbies and talking about it. And it, it just like, oh, buddy, what are you doing? Yeah, it, I, it, I, it, I, it, that guy is, 
if if he came out in a couple of years' time and just sort of stood up and went, right, this has been a joke. It's been a joke the entire time. I am a comedian. My name is... And then she went like that. And she went, it was a ruse that just went too far and I just leaned into it. Nobody would be surprised. Mm. <laughs> but he but- just keeps on just making himself look like the absolute just fucking fool he is. <laughs> no, absolutely. But the thing, it, after that, it feels like it's been such a juggernaut that that the, that population have gone... Do you know what? Like we're not we're not going to win this one. Yeah, and 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 Morgan yeah, they, tried they... having a bit of a bite at it, didn't he? And yeah, and it, it's just the like like I think there was a thing on maybe the Daily Mail put out a thing um, about it on their front page about how it was using their favourite buzzword walk, which is kind of dying a death at the moment. Which I'm quite glad is that people are just going, oh, just piss off. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, the whole... The fact is, woke basically means something I don't agree with. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that is re- like that is I did. coming to the fore now with all the culture war stuff that, you know, Sunak's trying to, to fucking... Don't get, I mean, don't get me started on the whole fucking being a bit fucking meh about net zero. Just because we've had a fucking wet summer. I tell you what, if this summer was like last summer, there's no fucking chance Sunak would be coming um, like coming out with, yes, let's drill more oil. Yeah. It, it, no it, fucking chance. I mean, the, the, the weird thing about that is, it's the fact that he, he came out and went, if we're going to hit our net zero target and we're going to reduce our prices, this is what we, uh, this is what we need to do. And then literally eight minutes later, everyone was going, but that's not true because we don't set the price. We already export eighty percent of our of our of our gas and oil, and we don't. We only buy four percent from Russia. Most of ours comes from Norway, and it was just it was just blown out of the water straight away. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the, renewable and nuclear—that is the way. Yeah, anyway, the, that, in my opinion, um, yeah, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, but like the other bit of it was, I, I did see um, a some like. Not fully right wing, some like kind of right wing podcaster, um, but like, like I said, not like fucking nut job right wing, but sort of right enough. Had um, somebody on and was and, and he used the phrase work and she, this woman just went right. Can I just stop you and explain how ridiculous that statement is? And he went, go on then. And she explained the origin of the word work and basically said, look, it's an actual word. It has meaning. And he, she went through it all, and he went, yeah, I didn't know any of that. And she went, yeah, and he went, all right, yeah, fair enough. I admit, it's fucking stupid, I'm going to stop using it. And she just went, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you need. And he, went, that, that. And he just went, yeah, he said, he said look, I am, he said, I am big enough, and I am stupid enough to admit, do you know what? Yeah, I was wrong, didn't know that, thank you for educating me on that. And she, she was like, I don't know if you're taking the piss. And I went, no, genuinely, didn't know all that. Yeah, fair enough. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there, there you go. And it, it, but I mean, so yeah, it, it, it just it feels like both Barbie and Oppenheimer seem to be able to speak to the four quadrants. Yep. Both of them. I and somehow with Oppenheimer, and it, it just I think just the sheer fucking force of that film mm. is just making people respect it. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I saw like a. Barbie, actually, uh, what was really quite interesting was like. Um, 
Liverpool are on are, are on tour in in Singapore at the moment, and so they're doing like a lot of a lot of like their the videos that they do, like a behind the scenes ones. There's like the, sure. the professional ones, and then some of them is literally they've one of the players has just grabbed the fucking phone and gone. I'm just gonna go around and just fucking just ask people shit. And so they had Ibrahim Kanate wandering around to like the rest of the squad, going Oppenheimer or Barbie. <laughs> Good. Just round to the squad. And it was what was really amusing was the amount of them that went, ah, oh, Barbie. <laughs> and, and then, I mean, and then so many of them going, look, both. I've seen both. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, like my current particular predilection, F one, Nico Hulkenberg of the Haas team, um, dyed his hair peroxide blonde. And called himself Nico Hol- Nico Holkenberg all weekend, and um, you know, and he was interviewed. It was like, what inspired you to do this? And he was just like, fair play to him. He's just like, I thought we'd get a bit of a tra- uh, attention for the team. It's good for our marketing. Yeah, and it worked. It was all over the fucking F one social media, and, and it, it just it's. I I genuinely never actually thought this was going to happen again, but it's an example of how cinema can almost conjure a monoculture, yep. which brings people together in a "we like this thing, just fuck off." And, and what's been really good about it is, although they've kind of been pitted against each other in a way, um, and there's been a few news outlets who've tried to kind of pit it against. Well, you've got to be one or the other. It's it's been quite nice that the filmmakers and the actors have been have, have been the opposite. They've been very much like, oh, it's amazing, and like Nolan getting asked, you know, you know, do you think it was a little bit weird? And he was like, no, I think it's a really good idea. You know, putting having us both out the same weekend, why not? They're like, oh, well, are you not scared that one will go to see the other one, and one will see the other one? He went, well, no. He said because people will probably just go and see both. And, and hey, look, bonkers. Like, Barbie's going to do a billion. Oppenheimer's probably going to do 500 mil, which is actually insane. I'm so, I, I said it last week. I'm so glad I'm wrong. Um, and, and, and yeah, what just what a lovely, lovely, lovely turn of events the last couple of weeks has been. Yeah. It's, um, it's just been really... It's, 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 do you know what? I think stuff like this does. It... It reignites people going, do you know what? Going out to the cinema is pretty fucking cool. So you yep. will get... And the thing is, it's not been... A lot of the time, for instance... The thing is, if if you can get groups of women to go to the cinema... this is It's going to sound like I'm being sexist. I'm genuinely not. But if you can get a film that is aimed at women... And you can get it right, it'll make fucking loads of money. The, sex the first Sex and the City movie, the Fifty Shades movies, stuff like that. Movies that are, that are literally just going, we, we're, we're catering to a certain, not all women, but a certain woman who doesn't normally go to the cinema. And they've gone to Barbie. But the thing is, they've taken their partner with them. It isn't just when I'm going to the cinema and seeing people coming out of Barbie. It isn't just, just, a, just reams of groups of women. It's couples. It's like... like Three or four girls and four or five lads, or four, four or five girls and three or four lads coming out. Then everyone's going to it, and there's very few people coming out and having not enjoyed it. And that's kind of cool, but they, it will get that group of people might then go, do you know what? Go to the cinema, then go for Nando's afterwards. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. Let's do that more often. Yeah, yeah, abs- a- a- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, it's, it's, yeah. 
It's great. And um, also in potentially good news as well, but we'll see. Um, the uh, AMPTP, the producer people who are pissing everybody off, um, have asked to meet the WGA this coming Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, it looks like they want to open up discussions again. Now, obviously, it could take like weeks of negotiations, but it's basically the first time they've talked since May. Um, so, you know, here's hoping even if the WGA do strike a deal, it feels like things won't nec- won't really get going until um, SAG strike a deal. But at the same time, it kind of feels like they're going to be relatively simpatico. So hopefully, hopefully movement there. We'll see. Because if there's not movement, more shit's going to get delayed, which segues me nicely into shit getting delayed. Yep. So uh, Craven the Hunter has moved from October this year to August next year. Yep. Now, Craven the Hunter in August sounds like a very sensible idea. Yep. Well, the thing, apparently the reason for that, it, it, it is to do with strikes. Um, it's because they were doing reshoots. They now can't do the reshoots. And they they kind of don't, they, they're not going to release it around Christmas. And the next kind of slot that they went, right, that makes sense, is August. It also makes me think, they must think it's pretty decent. I don't know. August is not exactly Ooh. a prime summer slot. Ooh. What? And it's Euros, isn't it, as well? Oh, but they'll end July, won't they, of course? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like most things will be running scared of July anyway, you'd have to think, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, God, the Euros in Germany. What a fucking time that's going to be. <laughs> my word. My word. Um, but yeah, no, qu- yeah, quite. I, I, what I yep. will say is. I am. I have. I have registered for the ballot for that. <laughs> oh shit! Have you? Yeah, I've registered for the ballot for it. And I'm not a big. The thing is, I've registered for the random ballot, so I've not registered for the England games. I've just registered for the random ballot. So how many fucking tickets can you get if you're successful? I think it's six. I'll come with. Um, well, that's it. I thought I'll just do it. And I was like, I don't specifically want. I, I, I'm not specifically wanting to go and watch England games. I just think it'd be fun to go and watch just one or two games at the yep. Euros yep. in Germany yep. in July there we go you know and I was thinking I, I, I just thought what if I get something like fucking Greece against Norway and I was like do you know what I'd love to go and see Greece against Norway it'd be great oh, <laughs> what fucking Grand Prix are on in July the, could I the, maybe time this up as a bit of a 40th birthday blowout yeah and the, the other one that I was like well what what game would I not want to see? And in my brain, like my brain went, do you know what? The only games I probably wouldn't want to go and see would be England. <laughs> what are the dates? Uh, I think it's June 11th to July 11th. Fuck. Okay, so there's the Spanish Grand Prix. There's the Austrian Grand Prix. Yeah, Sp- yeah I mean, there's the British, but tickets start at two and a half grand, so no. Um... You see, the Austrian Grand Prix tickets start from 170 euro. That's not bad. That's not bad. Well, <laughs> that's a one-day ticket on the Sunday. But to be fair, I'd do that. Three days is 465 euro, but it's more like you're doing a fucking mini festival. Yeah. Um, oh, it's just I could go to Germany, and you know you could probably get a fucking train from Germany to Austria. 
Sorry, I'm thinking. All, all, Sorry, all this on. was inspired by a, a friend of mine. Um, like during COVID, he gave up his. Um, he had a season ticket uh, to United, and he gave it up during COVID because he used to live in Manchester, doesn't live in Manchester anymore, um, and was very much like. I'm, I'm. The problem is, I'm a cash. I'm a big. I, he's a big football fan, but he's a casual United fan. He just likes football. Um, and he was very much like, I've got a season ticket, but I, I, that season ticket is stopping probably a Mad United fan going to it, and I don't use it a lot, so I'm just going to give it up. So he just mm. he gave it up. But what he's done, what he does now is he'll just go away for the weekend. Um, sometimes with friends, sometimes his missus, but sometimes he'll just go on his own. He just goes for the weekend and just goes to like a different European city to watch a game. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's not even like he picks like big games. Like he'll go, I wonder wonder where I can go in Portugal. <laughs> so he'll just find somewhere and go, yeah, fuck it, they're playing, I'll go there. <laughs> that rules. I mean, yeah, I God, I fucking respect that. That yeah, no, right, Mark. Uh, we we will do. I will tell you right now. I will come with you. Yep, we'll, 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 we'll see how it goes. We'll hopefully I'll get picked in the ballot. You, apparently, you, it's it's quite easy to get picked in the ballot for it because you're basically registered for so many games that you will get one, but it just might not be like fucking Netherlands versus Germany. But then again, like I say, I'll fucking take like Greece against fucking Norway. But if 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 it if it is around the twenty eighth to the thirtieth of June, then. Let's do one day at the Austrian Grand Prix. Yep. One day, general admission, so you're basically just like stood in a field. Um, but you can watch it but you can watch it. It's hundred and forty five euro. Maybe I talk about treating you because you're fucking putting up with it. I am all good with that. I'm all good with that. Let's let's see how that goes. <laughs> so, let's see how that goes. Yeah, that could be a good one though. <laughs> it just Man, like, we, oh, that would be so much fun. Just a few fucking days. We, just... we, we'd have such a fun couple of days. I mean, do you know what? Oh, fuck, I might talk to Donna tonight. I might just buy that general... I might just buy a couple of general admission tickets for the for the Austrian Grand Prix. And then even if I just go on that Sunday, I could fly in and fly back out on the Sunday. <laughs> Actually could, Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, so God, I'm excited now. Right. Anyway, um, so what else has moved? Um, so yeah, Craven the Hunter moved. Uh, Beyond the Spider Verse, I think the third one is called, is now undated. Yeah. Um, that fucker ain't coming out till 25. No, I don't think that's coming out till 25 now. No. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, it's only a two year gap. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it'll still have enough. It'll still have enough energy to pull off coming out in two years. Yeah, yeah, quite. Um, okay, and oh god, what else moved? I don't think there was anything quite as egregious as those two. No, there was, there was something um, else, but I can't remember what it was. Sony release schedule news. Yeah, here we go. 
Um, so Gran Turismo moved in the US, but I think it's kept its date in the UK. Yeah, that was it. That was the uh, one. But yeah, I think it has kept its date in the UK, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, the Nate's Bad Boys is coming out June 14th next year. The third Venom is coming out July 12th. Um, oh, Ghostbusters fucked off out of December that was to it, yeah. March. Um, yeah, I think that was the one I was thinking of. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that film is going to absolutely shit the bed. Yeah, it's going to bomb. And I, I don't want to say that genuinely because it's directed by Gil Keenan who directed Monster House and City of Ember. Did co-write Afterlife, so um, he has blood on his hands. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Who the fuck actually wants a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife? I... If... You know, don't tweet me because I'm not on Twitter. Freds me up or whatever the fucking noun or whatever it is for that thread me um thread me at loring ian and tell me if you are actually excited for the new ghostbusters film i am fascinated mm. it just it feels like that came it made about the same as the fucking paul feig one did you know like it, it, it even though like and that one was called a bomb and this one apparently wasn't even though this one was a lot cheaper um but yeah just bollocks um even though then again the venom sequel was shooting when the strike happened mm. so to get that in for july because you'd imagine that's going to be effects heavy it's probably a bit of an ask yeah yeah in, even though, and do you know what i like about that that third venom film though is the fact that it is directed by kelly marcel who is basically Tom Hardy's producing and screenwriting friend and like Tom Hardy's just turned it into his own we're going to just lead the creative decisions on this franchise that's it what I mean I, what's, it, such a um, fan of that. what's his name was his pick for director of the second as well wasn't he oh uh, Circus. Circus yeah 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 yeah, yeah no exactly and then Kelly Marcel he brought on as a co-writer um and like Tom Hardy's got a story credit yeah. or is it a screenplay credit on Carnage. I think it might be a story. I think it is story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, and that that film was not amazing. Let's let's not beat around the bush. But good, good on Tom Hardy. Good on Tom Hardy. But it, but and it wasn't horrible. No, he's definitely just not not just doing it for like the money or anything like that. He 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 likes this character. Yeah, yeah, and I, 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 I just a great deal of time for that. And you know, hey, look, the Will Smith rehabilitation. We get another bad boys. I liked, I liked that last one. It, it just for like Martin Lawrence, like it Will Smith kind of like telling the fucking story about the backstory of that woman, and then Martin Lawrence going like, "You fucked a witch." <laughs> yeah, it, it, good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I think I need to rewatch that. <laughs> bad Boys for Life's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, highest grossing movie of that year. <laughs> Oh God! It was we were so full of hope in February of 2020. <laughs> come God, on, can you fuck? Come God, on, blood spark going, good shot going. It's gonna be a good year. <laughs> yeah, man. three and a half years ago, Bad Boys for Life. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> I thought we reviewed it like three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, that's not right. 
Any okay, right, moving on, trailers. I don't think there's been many. There hasn't been many, no. Um I if Saw X is the only one, so be it. I've gotta say, right, Saw X, I don't think I'm gonna see that. I just don't see the point spreading. anymore. I'm afraid there's nothing you else see, we can do. The thing is there is one person I... able to help. I went into the trailer going, going, I just, I can't, I, I, I can't be bothered with just unnecessarily fucking grim. And then Bex looked at me after the trailer and went, that looks unnecessarily fucking grim, doesn't it? I was like, yeah, but do you know what? I'm all right with that. I'll go watch that. I'm just, I like the fact that it, it's really, it just looks silly. The tumour was you know, removed. I mean... What I kind of need it to do, though. Months. At the end, it is somehow, somehow revealed that he's actually still alive oh, yeah. past the events of the final one. Yeah. I'd love it. Yeah. I hope they do. I hope that it's it, 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 it just really, really silly and just almost cartoon. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks like it's... Hello, everyone. So, in all seriousness, Saw 6 is regarded as one of the best of them because it actually is like a weirdly insightful commentary on the American healthcare service. Um, and there's, it feels like there's an element of socially aware stuff going on with this one. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if they tap into that but also tap into the campy, then maybe. But like you say, it is just... It just looks like it's going to be a really unpleasant watch, yeah. and I'm not—I'm not here for unpleasant watches these days. I—I'm I, I, a little bit like that. Like there was a moment in uh, in Talk to Me, I'm not giving away anything that I've ever put on film. There was a moment in Talk to Me where I, I knew something was about to happen, and I just thought, do you know what? I don't think I need to see that. So I did sort of look down and then look back up again. And it wasn't that I didn't want to see it; it was aching back. I was just like, I just don't think I need to see that. I did at one point as well. Was it the the lab? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't, yeah. I don't, don't need to see this. I'm all right. I'm all right with with, with I know what's going to happen. I don't need to actually visualise it. And so yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm a little bit like that. But I, with the soul, I was watching some of the bits that happened in the trailer and going, ah, oh, it, it's going to be just unnecessarily just graphic and gr it's going to be oh this is a motherfucking 18 and I'm, and I'm just like I don't really need that anymore but then when it finished I thought ah do you know what fuck it go on then so you've got me <laughs> I, yeah I don't know I'm not sure it's got me I mean if it was the only thing out that week then sure but I you know it really is like I'm doing it for the podcast yeah, I, I, I will happily watch it I think I've got another couple of trailers um, okay, all right, it's cool. Just ones in the cinema. We, we spoke about Cobweb. We have, haven't we? I don't think we have, actually. Good shout. Cobweb. Um, interesting uh, like juxtaposition on the kids thinks you can hear things and parents are like, no, you can't. And then it turns out he can fucking hear things and the parents know that he can hear things. They're just trying to fucking gaslight him into thinking he can't. <laughs> it's, mm. I like that. That's pretty fucking cool. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's like out on like streaming or digital in the US in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah it, it's one of those. Feels like one I'd, yeah. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I'd be fine with us doing uh, with us covering that alongside something else. <laughs> hmm. um, and uh, passages. You know what I was doing last. Uh, okay, I've not seen the trailer for this. Is this no, the whatever it was? You sound very um, dude ha- is in a loving homosexual relationship. Starts fucking up Adele XR Coppolas. Yeah. With uh, with Ben uh, Wishar in it as well. Yeah, I wish it was Ben Mendelsohn in that role, but sure. I don't know, just because it'd be funny. <laughs> would, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. How's how's this? I mean, apparently it's great. Uh, it, 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 like it, the film. It looks like it's going to be very very good. It's just the problem is. The trailer is not very good. The film looks looks good. I, I, I will watch the film. It looks really interesting. And pretty much Ben Wishaw gets me to watch anything. Because A, he's a very, very solid actor. And B, he's a very, very interesting actor in the fact that he picks the interesting things. He took what could be a fairly silly role in the Bond films. It has previously been a very silly role in the Bond films but made it very kind of worthwhile, but also still been quite fun with it. Uh, and I, I think a lot of that, you know, that's nice to do writing, but I think a lot of that is just to do with just a presence that he has. Uh, but yeah, the trailer is basically just constantly going fucking horny. It's horny as this film. It's fucking horny. It's dead sexy. It's really fucking horny. And I watched it going... Just all right, fine. It's a bit weird. This that you're basically just constantly telling me how fucking horny it is. So yeah, I was a little bit. I'm fine with it being horny. Just stop telling me how horny it is. And, and I mean literally, constantly across the screen. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I. I. It. it. Yeah. Sure. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sure it's good. I'm, I'm going to need to kind of like warm myself up to that one. I just there's a little bit of can I be asked, but if I, I don't know if it's going to be hot people fucking. Yeah, ninety two minutes as well. Uh, re- okay, ninety two minutes and it's hot. Okay, I'm back in the room. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like two two hours plus. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and what fine, I will say good. is, yeah, Adele, um, um <laughs> It's it's it's, yeah. it's quite fetching, isn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally, Bex <laughs> leaned over to me like, during the trailer, tapped me on the shoulder, and went, "I mean, she is really fucking hot." It's <laughs> like, yes, she is. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, if anyone can make you know gay dudes straight, I think that girl might be the girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah, back in the room. I think that's September, I want to say, in the UK. Yeah, it's produced by a man called Said Ben Said. I think it's Said Ben Said. I know, but I'm just saying it's fun that it, that's how it looks. Sorry. It is Said, but yeah. I'm just saying it is fun that that's how it looks. As he writes, said Fred's cousin. <laughs> I mean, he's produced some fucking films as well as this guy. Yeah, he has. A lot of horny films as well. <laughs> Good. Yeah, fair play to the guy. <laughs> Me and said Ben said could be friends. <laughs> right. Uh is that it for trailers? That's it for trailers, yeah. 
Alright, so uh, while we wait for Becky to make her emergence, um, Mark, what have you been up to? Should I do films or should I do my not films bit first? I, I kind of want you to do your not film. I'm fucking fascinated. We very... He alluded to this off mic before we started. So, Go on. So we've been having like chats within our group chat that we have, um, guys. That, um, that we've been a lot of us have been doing some quite kind of like what would be considered bunny ears of podcasting dad things. Like I'm fully fucking embracing middle age. Yes, yeah, Ian's been and watching. I think others in our group. Are yeah, too. The, the F1 and you know and um, George loves his golf and we've we've been kind of looking at that and going, do you know what? Let's embrace this rather than fucking you know the, the the ignoring it or you know I I am still fucking raging against the fucking dying of the light but I'm also gonna do it yep. while having a bit of fucking like sit down fun. <laughs> yep. Um. So you know when you see a clip of something that reminds you of something you go do you know what that was actually really quite fucking good they were quite fun I'm gonna redo that. I went back and redid a bunch of the Top Gear specials. Oh, shit. Oh, I bet they're fun, though. Right. So the thing is, right, I'm a, I get it that, that Richard Hammond, James May and Jeremy Clarkson are problematic, but they're very, very lowercase p problematic. You know, Jeremy Clarkson is a, is a bit of a dickhead, but a few things there is Jeremy Clarkson's always been a bit of a dickhead it's not news that he's a bit of a dickhead um and actually i know a guy who has worked with him and has said he's actually quite a nice guy he just he knows that occasionally he has to be a bit of a dickhead to push his brand a little bit (laughs) um Mm. so I went back to watch them. I've, I've kind of always I've avoided going back to rewatch them because I knew I, I know that I enjoy them because I thought, well, I, am I going to back and go and rewatch them and go, oh god, they're actually really fucking really problematic. <laughs> um, and some of the later ones are a little bit more problematic, but the early ones aren't. There's no, you know, they are. There's there's not that much cultural insensitivity. There's actually there's the opposite. They're actually you know Clarkson is often quite embracing other cultures and talking and playing you know the fools themselves. So I watched the um, I didn't watch the Botswana one because although it's a special, it, it's like a it's interspersed within an episode. So I watched the the Vietnam one. Um, mm. Where they have to get motorcycles and drive across Vietnam, um, and it, it, it's very, very entertaining. Because the, the thing is, around sort of this time between two thousand and eight and two thousand and fourteen, the insane thing about it was Top Gear was the biggest TV show on the planet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It, which is. Is bonkers to think that, but it was genuinely the most watched series television show on the planet, which is bonkers. Um, and actually, part of the reason why they wanted to leave the BBC was because they knew they could get a shitload more money somewhere else. Mm. Um, so the Vietnam one's really quite entertaining, um, and they are—you can tell—they all love being in Vietnam, and it just looked like a, an insane but beautiful place. And then I watched the Bolivia one, <laughs> um, 
which is they get four befores and go through uh, the Bolivian jungle. <laughs> which again nice. is really quite fun. I watched the I didn't watch the Middle East one, or did I? No, I didn't watch the Middle East one, and I didn't watch the India one. Um, but I did watch the Africa one, where they tried to find the true source of the Nile, <laughs> and that was <laughs> that was quite a lot of fun. The Burma one is fun until they get to building a bridge over what they think is the River Kwai. It's good until that point, and then it does get a little bit not even problematic. It gets mildly problematic, but it just gets a bit boring uh, by that point. Um, then I watched the Patagonia one, which is uh, the one where it, it well went a bit wrong for them because he had a number plate that may or may not have been referenced to the Falklands, um, and that one's sake. Right. Sorry. That one's, have you ever watched any of these? No. I actually think you'd quite dig them. I think you'd enjoy them. They're all on iPlayer. No, I, I used to watch Top Gear quite a bit back in the day, actually. But yeah, yeah. Um, and I decided I'll watch, I'm, I'm halfway through the Columbia one from Grand Tour. Um, and it's, it's not quite as entertaining so far as the, the, the Top Gear ones, as the BBC ones. And I think part of that is because they've got carte blanche to do whatever because they've got more money and they don't have to kind of fall into the BBC guidelines. So it is... I mean, they're not wandering around dropping F-bombs or anything like that, but it just doesn't <laughs> feel like it quite has the, the energy of the the BBC ones where it does look like they are having to do a lot of this shit themselves. But yeah, I, I watched mm. those. I was actually... They're quite entertaining. So if this is one of my vices that I might have to feel a little bit bad about, I'm kind of all right with that. It's a very small C problem, small P problematic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I, yeah, I don't have a, I, I, I think some of the stuff that Clarkson has said about Meghan Markle yeah. in particular is really really rough yeah it's um, disgusting uh, the, the thing there I, is but I don't know Tom Cruise is a fucking Scientologist like I you know Chris Pratt seems to be a bit hmm do I actually like gay people or not um, there's I don't know there's just so many problematic people and th- those are just two that come to mind there are many others and I, I, James May and Richard Hammond, like both kind of bell endish, but just in a kind of like a middle aged man kind of way. Yeah, they, 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 they're Which all they're all very wealthy, um, very wealthy white men of a certain age. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they you know they have a predisposition to kind of be dickheads. Ah. <laughs> uh. Is so. I've also just created a, a a ticket ballot account for Euro twenty twenty four. So it it you 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 can't even actually apply for tickets until the third of October. I applied like about six months ago, but they might close the ballot again. They did open it uh, after the last oh. Euros. Oh, so it okay. might it might be one of those ones where they open it for an amount of time. You register. It was literally just after the last Euros finished. I applied. So 
Count the six months. Oh, uh, right. Okay. All right. Fair enough then. Well, hey, I've put in as well, so who knows? Yeah. I just, I just said I'll go to any fucking stadium. That's what I said. Any stadium, any game. Oh, yeah. He's cool. got cool, cool. for everything. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, I'll, I'll happily go. It'd be nice if it wasn't Berlin, just because I've been to Berlin. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Anyway. Um, do you want me to do my some of my films? Or do you want to do some of your, your bits? Or... I've got quite a bit, actually. Um, well, I'll tell, you, I, I, I'll tell you what, before we get into films then, let's do the... I'll finish off the other than films. Yeah. Um, so, uh, update on the Belgian Grand Prix, because everybody wants to hear about this. Um, I don't care. I'm going to talk about it. Um, I, I was kind of thinking about maybe doing just doing F1 bastards and just directing people to that. But, you know, it... I don't know how much I'd actually have to say. So, it was very, very wet at Spa, Frankenchamps, um, and uh, that it created absolute chaos. Um, they had a sprint race on the Saturday, which is a, uh, a just a short a short race where they don't have to particularly worry about pit stops or tyre strategy, but because of the weather, they had to worry about pit stops and tyre strategy. So, it wasn't really a sprint. It, but it was chaos. Uh, Max Verstappen got a uh, um, got a five place grid penalty. Had to start in sixth. Still won by about twenty seconds, um, because his car is fucking incredible and he is absolutely simpatico with the car. The thing about F one is that you could be the best driver in the world, but if you're in a car that doesn't perform, you're still fucked. Uh, but if you if you do if you have the two combined, you are unstoppable, and that's what Max Verstappen is. He came the person who came second, Sergio Perez, same car, the same car, started several places in front of him, finished twenty two seconds behind Max Verstappen because it's Max Verstappen. He's fucking amazing. People are saying that F one is becoming boring because of him. Au contraire. There's so much going on under first place. Like, so many drivers are bobbing and weaving because their cars favour particular types of tracks over other, uh, over others. Like, McLaren had been kind of flying high over the last um, couple of races, kind of had their wings clipped. Oscar Piastri got um, basically fucked in the first corner by Carlos Sainz of Ferrari. Um, and then Lando Norris came, like, seventh. And was just being slightly petulant in the press conference after talking about how he was surprised that he came seventh because the car was shit. Um, <laughs> and people like he, 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 Lando Norris, he's like this early to mid 20s, like half Brit, half Belgium guy who d- does just seem to be a bit chippy. Um, and like he's talking, he, he, yeah, he was like literally said, like, I was surprised we came seventh today. Like, I just, I thought I was going really slow and I didn't see that coming. And other drivers were, like, asking him, like, walking by and, like, asking him, like, oh, how'd your race go? And he was just like, it was it was really bad. It was rubbish. And then just laughing. And, and it's just, mate, how are your engineers fucking feeling about you at the moment? That all you're doing is shit talking your car. Uh, it, it, it is, and I get it because he wants to G them up. And they're all super, super competitive. Even the engineers are. But fuck me, you know, back back it off a little bit. Um, the Honey Badger, Danny Ricardo, um, like basically went up a few places compared to where he um, qualified. He got fucked in the qualifying by the rain. 
Um, the Honey Badger is doing okay, but his teammate, the incredible Yuki Sonoda, this small Japanese man who likes telling people when he needs to have a poo, um, like he's he's like in Drive to Survive. There's just like a sequence of him talking about how he needs to have a poo with like multiple different people, and it's incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, he came. He he was in the points. He was in the top ten. I think he I think he came tenth. And he's kind of showing Ricardo how it's done a little bit at the moment, and it's kind of disappointing because Ricardo, like, it was just he was the Red Bull reserve driver after leaving McLaren, cutting short his deal last season because both parties agreed it wasn't doing very well. He was Red Bull reserve driver, moved to Alpha Tauri because they're Red Bull's kind of like partner team, so they 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 could just shift the drivers between them. He comes to Alpha Tauri and it's just like, yeah, you're doing all right. Not entirely sure you're justifying a seat. So, um, yeah, just it's it's all drama. Perez was second. Charles Leclerc uh, of Ferrari was third. And it was a really, really fun race. I fucking love ty- a bit of tyre strategy. And there was tyre strategy all over the shop this weekend. I am a middle-aged man and I love it. Uh, the sport now goes on a four-week summer break. And I am fucking bereft. <laughs> but, um, but ah, oh, there's, but all sorts of things have already been happening. So like drivers are starting to kind of like, who am I going to drive for next season? Always happens in August, which is called the silly season. And um, ah, oh, like Alpine, one of the teams just fired their team principal and one of their other head guys and announced it on Friday, and then they both had to work the entire weekend before they actually left the team. Fuck knows why they did that. But then, it, it like, I, I, yeah, why would you give a flying fuck about that team if you've just been fired, but you still got to be there for the whole weekend? Now, fair play, the team principal, Otmar Schaffnauer, um, he's on a year's gardening leave. He's getting paid to do fuck all for a year. So I'm sure he was happy to be there for three days. But um, yeah, just absolute drama there. Alpha Tauri are getting a new sponsor apparently. And it's going to be Hugo Boss. So they're going to be the Hugo Boss F1 team next year, it looks like. Which is random as fuck. Um, and uh, yeah, just all sorts of fun and games. I fucking love F1. Apex, if it is what it's going to be called, the F1 film, directed by Joseph Kaczynski and starring Brad Pitt, is going to be the film of God willing next year. I cannot, I'd like, honestly, I will be like a kid at Christmas when that fucking film comes out. My number one most anticipated of next year with a bullet. I. You know, if Scorsese and Fincher came together to co-direct a film, it would still be number two. (laughs) Fair enough. F1, baby. Get fucking involved. It rules. So that's F1. Um, So, also, um, Donna and I have nearly finished the first season of the Seth Rogen Roseburn comedy on Apple TV, Platonic. Um, So, um, Roseburn... I'd like, I just straight up just like said to Donna, like after having a few drinks the other night while we were watching it, just like, oh God, Rose Byrne, she's just the best, you know, and, 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 you know, 
Donna and I kind of talk about this kind of kind of stuff, you know, and it just, uh, like, just the the ideal, like the dream, you know, like Rose Byrne, what a fucking peach. Um, she's great. Yep. But anyway, um, so basically, it's a story. They're two old friends who kind of lost touch. Um, he's just got out of a long-term relationship. She's married to Luke McFarlane, who was the uh, the love interest guy in Bros. Oh, yeah. Um, and they've got a family. And um, he uh, is the brewmaster in a bar. So, like, he makes IPAs and stuff. Um, and um, she's kind of, like, stuck in a rut in her life. And they, you know, they're friends and... Um, the husband is a little bit what's going on here then and that kind of ebbs and flows like they like there's an episode where he and Seth Rogen just kind of get to know each other and have a good time and whatnot but there's there's that in the background quite a lot but from the husband never really from Rogen and Byrne mm. and I like which is obviously the point of it um and yeah really enjoying it the episodes are like half an hour long each um and uh just very digestible uh i think we've got maybe one or two left uh, yeah really enjoying it i will say as well we're about halfway through the second season of the after party which is currently releasing weekly on apple tv uh first season was cracking um this season is uh solid as well it's a murder mystery each season is murder mystery and after the first episode each one is kind of like told in the in a film genre oh yeah i've read about this uh, one yeah yeah, and um, so last week's was uh, Wes Anderson, basically, and uh, it was you know it was pretty good. Uh, there was a noir one which um, front and centered Paul Walter Hauser um, as a uh, kind of like a private dick, um, and it was black and white, very funny. Um, and the the credits of the show kind of give an indication as to what genres they're going to do, and it looks like erotic thriller is one of them as well. <laughs> Um, so I'm quite looking forward to seeing what comes out of that. But yeah, the after party it's um it's it's a fun watch. First season was um was good. I think the first season may be a little bit better so far, but um this second season is not bad at all. Um, so that's TV. Back to you for film. All right, uh, right. What have I watched? Few that I just. Kind of were rewatches. So I rewatched American Made because it's like a oh, it's nice. become a comfort movie, movie for me. That I could just mm. I, it's one of those movies I could watch every month and would never get bored of. It's just a really fun movie. Um, and so I, I it was a a lunchtime watch at work over a couple of days um, while I was taking the car for those days. So I didn't have to watch it in like the work lunchroom. I could just basically turn the back of my car into my own little lunchroom and just go and sit and fucking watch it in there, which is great. Um, so, yeah, so watch that. Uh, Dirty old Caleb's in that one, isn't he? He is. <laughs> playing, yeah. playing like, like, like a good level of skeezy, but not like fucking mm. full kill of Landry Grove's skeezy. I think like his skeeziest of skeezies is War on Everyone, where he's just fucking great in that. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that is the great moment of what did you expect that we'd just fucking arrive here and he'd just be like running across the street and then look up and go, oh shit, there he is, like running across the street. <laughs> um, that's a great movie, Warren, everyone. <laughs> nice, yeah. That's um, fucking McDonald's brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, 
rewatch Platoon because it's one of Becky's favourite movies and she has to watch it like every six months, which is not a problem because it's Platoon. Um, yeah, it is fucking... It's a staggeringly good movie um, made by a guy who should just kind of shut the fuck up now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it's... We get it, Oliver. You're very smart. We also get it that you're really good mates with Putin. Just fucking, just leave it alone. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just one of one random thing that I, I I don't know why that just reminded me of because it must. Did you did you see? Oh God. Um, Tallulah Riley. Yep. Um, so Musk's ex, who she just got engaged to. Yeah, Musk's ex, who who he married twice. Yep. He must have been real fucking horny. I do love the fact that, that apparently, but apparently also this is true because she said it out loud, is that when the first pre when the first marriage ended, the prenup was that she got eight million dollars and that was it. Um and then when they got married again, she was like, I am not signing another fucking prenup because you go through wives too quickly. And so it costs him some ridiculous like forty million dollars every year now. And uh, yeah, so she's got engaged to Thomas Brody Sangster, the kid from Love Actually. Yep. Who still looks like the kid from Love Actually, but you just you got like the 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 JPEG of him and just expanded it up. Yeah, <laughs> he really does look like that. Um, I believe just 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 he what a wild, just wild Elon. The same woman has been with Elon Musk. And the kid from Love Actually. Yep. Um, Sorry. He, he also, yeah. I think he's, he's done a lot of voice acting as well. Like he was, I think he was one of the Phineas and Ferb voices, I believe. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, and, and good on them. Like, I, th- I, th- I think that's lovely. And I don't know. She could probably have a pick of guys. So... He must be a really nice dude, and and I I bet he can't believe his luck. I just I yeah, it's fucking surreal that Elon Musk like sent a message to them saying congratulations, and it's like, and it, it's just the, the kid from Love Actually. Yep. <laughs> but like you say, fair play to the kid. He must just be a really fucking good dude. <laughs> She, she's probably gone, do you know what? I've been married to a real fucking piece of shit twice. I'm just going to look for just a really nice guy. But when he was the kid from Love Actually, he was the, like, fucking PayPal guy who, like, had that photo where, like, obviously his hair was going. Yep. And, uh, I, 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 yeah, I, yeah, wow, we, I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I know, I know, I, I, I just can't. Oh, no, no, it's, I, I it's, 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 there, it's fine. Fuck man. me, it's funny. It is. I, I, yeah, I, sorry. I, when it came out, and it's like I, I did go. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure he's a nice. Guy. I'm sure he's a he's a great dude, and you know he's not a bad looking dude. But I was a bit like that was, if you'd have given me a thousand guesses. <laughs> Just, just wild, yeah. What else did I watch? We rewatched uh, Murder on the Orient Express. The Branner. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, the thing is, I really liked this on first watch. Didn't enjoy it as much on second watch. And this is my third watch. And clearly I was wrong on my second watch. Because it's great fun. It's just yeah. really fun. Um, 
the, there's a few bits I'll say from it. Um, Branner's ego is wildly unsure, but in all of the best ways. Um, all of the rest of the cast are all doing great work, including Johnny Depp. Apart from Daisy Ridley, who, it, when she says comes out and says things like, I just feel like I'm typecast, like I, I can't get roles because everyone just sees me as Ray from Star Wars. It's like, no, it's because you're not very good. <laughs> mm. You're right, Johnny Depp. Like He's a real force in the first act of that he's film. He's really good. He's really good. Like That conversation he has with Branner, mm. it, 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 yeah, is very, very solid. And then... Um, Daisy Ridley's shit. Yeah, Daisy Ridley. Becky's hell. Hi. Daisy Ridley's not great. Uh, she's not putting her headphones on. She just walks in. Sorry, know about Daisy Ridley being shit. Um, I, 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 I very much do enjoy watching Josh Gad in anything. Is he... Josh Gad? Queen? Yeah. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. McQueen. Yeah, yeah he's good. Hi, Hello! Um, so we're just, we, 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 uh, we're just finishing up my what I've been watching, then we can do yours. Okay. Um, we've actually got a few that we watched. But actually, we watched all of the last ones here together. No, we didn't. I'll do my last one I watched on my own, and then a few ones we watched together. Then you can do your other ones. Yeah? Daisy Ridley's shit. Cool. <laughs> um, we watched Interstellar, because obviously we've been talking about uh, Interstellar. Um, I'm... On the last episode, we were talking about Oppenheimer, um, and I'd planned to rewatch it before Oppenheimer, but just not got chance. Um, probably is my favourite uh, Nolan. Um, it's just, I don't know why, but it, it just it hits me in places. <laughs> it really does. It's right, just, right in the feels. It does hit me in the feels. Yeah, um, not a lot of movies hit me that much in the feels, but. I wonder why. It's not like you've got a daughter or anything that you like, is it? <laughs> the thing is, it, a lot of people could say that. I don't think I can, even though I do have a daughter. <laughs> um, but yeah, Ian I, could say that. Ian could say that, he, he, and it would, it, would, it would be very, very genuine. If I said it, people would go, really? You don't even like it. <laughs> really? I would say it's more that you just you, you felt for fucking Matt Damon. You're just really keen on okra. <laughs> yeah, you just... <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, what I love about Instellar is it's set in a time, but we don't get given the time. There's no date that it's set. It's just set within a time. Eight forty-three. Um, and it's you know you've got this thing happening in the world, but it never over-explains what's happening in the world. No. It just basically says. Structure in the yeah, end of it, really. It basically goes, look, this is what's happening. Yeah. This is what's happening. Um, but that's not the important bit. Mm. The important bit of it's going to say it's bonkers that Matthew McConaughey won an Academy Award around this time, and it wasn't for this film. Yeah. Is is bonkers, and it was for the 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 film that he won an Academy Award for was the one around this time that nobody ever talks about. What? Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, that motherfucker's just yeah, because farted away, isn't it? Because it it was a fine film with a couple of very very good performances in it, mm. but a perfectly decent, a, a, probably a, a, a very good film. But it's just it, it it's got nothing beyond the first watch. 
to the majority of mm. people. I'm sure, there's people out there that love it, but, but yeah, Interstellar. It, it's it's yeah, it's just an it's a it's a weird um like near three hour movie that somehow also managed to be a propulsion juggernaut of a fucking movie. It's just it fucking ticks along like a motherfucker, and there's there's sort of shots in it. Because we went to see it, didn't we, Bex? Uh, uh, with Isabel. Did we? Yeah, we went to see it with Isabel. I made Isabel come with us. Okay. And, um, but there's shots in it where I'm watching it going, right, I'm watching this on my very good TV in 4K, not in disc, but I'm going to get the disc. We'll come to reasons for that later. Um, and there's shots in it where I'm looking at it going, Fucking hell, if this other plays the cinema again for like any reason, if it has like a 10 year rerun or like a special or anything like that, I am fucking going again without fail. Yeah. Because there's just, there's one where you've got like the entire, like it's supposed to be the, the entirety of space and then you've just got this fucking tiny dot, which is the ship in the middle. Mm. And it lingers on it for a good kind of minute. And I was watching it just going, this looks fucking great here, but just, I remember seeing it on IMAX and it just being just mega. Mm. Mm. Yeah, um, staggering film. Um, Bex, what did we rewatch? What did we, we watched one new film, didn't we? Yeah, so. Um, Space related, kind of. <laughs> Spacey shit. Um, we did obviously Orient on the Orient, Orient on Murder. Oh my God, Murder on the Orient Express together, didn't we? Which yes. we've already spoken about. Which is, yeah. The the more I watch the Branner Poirot movies, and I'm a bit, a bit dubious about Death on the Nile, but I'm I'm sure it'll be very good with the distance of. I time don't away think from it will be. People scandals. I don't think it'll be very good, but. Yeah. I didn't think it was very good when I first watched it. No, but I think you might. But still, I'm still very much looking forward to... I think there was a swirl of bad publicity around that movie, though. And I think being a bit removed from that, you might enjoy it more. Um, but Orient Express... But Gagador's in it. She is, yeah. Um, Orient Express is just... It's just fucking fantastic. Um, I said to you, didn't I? I need, like, a once-a-year Kenneth Branagh Poirot movie, like we used to get a once-a-year David Suchet... Poirot special on BBC. I'd say it wasn't two years. I, I did see a funny thing. So, you know, apparently Gal Gadot's come out and said that um, her and James Gunn are in talks um, about, you know, what they're going to do with Wonder Woman and there will be a Wonder Woman 3. And right. I saw somebody, you know that, the, the meme thing that is, I don't know what show it is, but it's Ant and Deck used to do a show where they essentially have people mic'd up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. And what is it? But there's a meme for it in there. Yeah. And it was and it was it was that and it was a picture of Gal Gadot with that quote mm. and then a picture of James Gunn, a picture of them saying, Tell he's still making Wonder Woman three and then a picture <laughs> of James Gunn with a phone laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just thought it's good. What? Like literally that news like came out and then within like a minute somebody had made that. <laughs> and it just makes you go, maybe the internet isn't that bad. Yeah, certain porn as well. You know, there's that and porn. So it's an all it's it's an all round good place. Yeah. 
Uh, we also watched Apollo Ten and a Half, a space age childhood, didn't we? Yeah, we can't. Had you not watched that before? No, we, we'd missed it. So we, we were going to cover it for the okay. podcast, I think. But then we didn't get a chance to watch it. Just time ran out for us. And so we just, yeah. because then we were like watching stuff, but we just kind of missed out on it. And it became something we were going to watch for ages. And then because Netflix, the way it goes, once they've released something, six weeks later, it's like they just pretend it doesn't exist. Mm, yeah. Yeah. No, really good, actually. Um, way better mm. than I anticipated. Um, very minimally about the space yeah, thing. It, it, it's, it's, it's more just nostalgia oh. porn. Oh, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's like a little mini biopic of what life was like growing I, up in Houston at the time. for a time when I wasn't alive, so yeah. I have no right today. It's but. just... It, it's the weird thing is it's closer to something like Waking Life, yeah. but made by a guy in his fifties, than it is many of the other Linklater movies. Mm. It's just this really quite sweet movie. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. has this oddity of a dream se- or virtual dream sequence within it about <laughs> this kid who goes to the moon. I love that it's Jack Black as well. Yeah. With the with the um, NASA link with his mum, yeah, I, I love that. Um, yeah, really, really fucking enjoyed it. We'll watch again, definitely. Yeah, just it's a good vibes film. That film, yeah, it is. It's just it's the good thing. What it is, it, it's like it's under a hundred minutes long, but it just it breezes by because it manages to be interesting and fun and really quite sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Throughout it, it, you know, it, it and and I think having the fact that it's rotoscoped just makes it a little bit more interesting. Mm. I think if the story would have been just a more of a documentary or purely animated or um, taken up of like, like archive footage or just being a standard picture, it might not have had the charm. Kind of a mix, isn't it? Yeah, that comes yeah. across. Um. We also rewatched Wolf of Wall Street. Fuck me, that's a good movie. It's it's just so fucking good. I keep thinking with Wolf of Wall Street every time I watch it, like maybe this is the time where it goes down a little bit. And it done. It's every time I watch it, it gets better, and I start like fixating on different bits of it that make me go like. I'll go away and the bit of, of Wolf Wall Street I'll be thinking about for weeks afterwards will be different every time. Like, I think the last time I watched it, the bit that I couldn't get out of my head was the was was when he goes, I've got a present for you that come out in the back and it's just like he's bought some crack. <laughs> and that, I just had that sequence in my head for months after last time we rewatched it. I know, I know we're supposed to all hate him now and everything, but Jonah Hill is fucking... Well, everyone's favourite bikini-hating uh, nice guy. Uh, yeah. It's not, it's not the bikini-hating, I think. It's no, I, yeah, it's... It, it, oppressive it, it, oh, yeah. use of psychobabble, isn't it? But, but, but when, when that came out, you kind of went, yeah, that kind of tracks. Steve. But the Steve Madden thing <laughs> is great. But the bit that had me fixated this time around, right, is the, the the fact that Scorsese makes a movie about, uh, it's a biopic of Franklin Idiot. Yeah. Um, 
and paints it very much as a a deeply black comedy. Mm. But the fact that he then manages to squeeze in a a, a really long, not like a throwaway reference, but a really like pointed freaks reference within it, where they're all just sat around going gobble gobble one of us gobble gobble, and they're doing that, which then made me go, hang on a minute, it's a really fucking smart drop to have that in because it's it's both referencing on freaks and they're talking about the the fact that they're trying to get midgets to fucking throw um but also it it has connotations that within wall street they're the freaks they're the freak show that is in wall street and then when you dig deeper into it you're going hang on a minute how do all of these guys have they seen freaks (laughs) <laughs> to then reference it because they must have I barely remember that film I haven't seen that in years and so it just I kind of like to meet like one of the actors Oscar I'd like to meet one of the actors Oscar Sazie anyway but just to say in the same way as if I ever met Jamie Dorman I would go the poster <laughs> the poster in Fifty Shades <laughs> <laughs> where did that come from that's weird Jamie um, Do the pommel horse thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then fucking sing! <laughs> God, I really hope I'd never meet Jamie Dorman. Yeah. Um, I just want to sit down and have a really in depth conversation about like Warcraft with um, Cavill. <laughs> Educate me, Cavill. <laughs> That's how I do it, that it should yeah, have. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean in that way. I'm fine with it, don't worry about it. I'd be on my list. If I had one. I mean, fair enough. Have you seen him as the Witcher? I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. It's fine. You can have him on your list. Come as an extra if you want. Um, I don't think he'd be in. But I'd have to ask one of them, say, look, have these characters seen Freaks? <laughs> Is it canon that everyone that works in this office has seen Freaks? Did they have movie nights that we just had to cut out to get it at that three-hour mark? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It seems like the kind of thing they've watched on, on drugs. Yeah. Have then, you seen, just as, just as a little side note, by the way, obviously Margot Robbie plays quite a large role in this. Yes. Have you seen that the like douchebag boys of the internet have decided now that she's mid? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, mate, what? she's not. Isabel told me yesterday and I was like, what? You've seen her in Wolf of Wall Street, haven't you? And she was like, oh no, yeah, she would absolutely get it. But yeah, boys of the internet have decided she's mid because she's got opinions and thoughts now. Oh yeah, yeah. Because, because she's not. Yeah. yeah, because because she's a person rather than an image. Yeah. Um, right. You can talk about this as a film. I want to talk about something else to do with it. Well, you you do your bit. I'll just say it's great. <laughs> so we rewatched Tenet. Yeah. Right. Now, following on from conversations that we had, I think like with it might even be on the actual show with Jord last week we spoke about 4k players um there so we watched tenet on 4k didn't we we did um you know so we the the, the player actually lives in a drawer doesn't it <laughs> well not currently which well, currently it's out yeah, it lives. yeah but it lives in a drawer um temporarily because we don't have enough hdmi cables <laughs> so because i haven't been asked to buy a hdmi high-speed cable it lives in a drawer and we swap around the one from the apple tv yeah while well, that bitch is back. well the t apple tv lives in isabel's room um while well, she's back 
Um, so we got the 4K out, didn't we, and watched it on here. We did. And what I will say is, Ian is unbelievably right in that 4K on streaming is better than HD on screen. It just is. It looks better. But I would posit, possibly, that the jump up from 4K streaming to 4K disc might be as big, possibly bigger, than the jump from HD to 4K streaming. Fucking sing it. it and it, it, Watching that, Tenet and that, it, it looks incredible. It's an incredible looking film anyway, but it, it, it does, I am watching it going... This is unreal. I am seeing this in just as good, if not better, viewing quality than I would do in some cinemas. Mm. And it just made me go, right, do you know what? I'm going to get into Stella and watch that on 4K disc. I've been wanting to do a rewatch of um, A Star is Born. And I'm going to, but I'm going to buy the disc. I own the 4K on iTunes, but I'm going to buy the disc because, do you know what? There's a possibility, and I'm going to say it quietly, there's a possibility that my next rewatch of A Star Is Born may make it my favourite movie of all time. So why the fuck wouldn't I just go, fuck it, it's 20 quid, I'll have that on 4K, please. Fair enough. Yeah. I do miss the DVD wall. It's not going to be that, it's going to be a a little cupboard that will have certain movies, so I've got Tenet and I've got First Blood, I'm going to rewatch First Blood, um, at some point in the very near future, we've also got Inferno um, <laughs> on there as well. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be select movies I'm gonna get in the 4K. But I am very much now like it, it, it is just better, it is so much better and looks staggeringly beautiful. And physical media is better, yes, it is. So, yeah, right, that, that was it. That was it. What we've watched, what have you been watching, Bex? I went. I had it already and everything. Right, so are we doing like all the way back to. Yeah, you can speed round some of it if you want, or you can do it go as detailed as you need to. Okay, so. Well, there's a few. Okay, so I watched the Peter Crouch thing. <laughs> yes. Really good, really interesting. Dad seems like a cunt. Um, I rewatched the Escape Room movies. Both of them. Both of them. What is it? Escape Room Solid. and then Escape Room Tournament, Tournament of, Champ- of Champions. Yeah. Did you watch the, the Extended Cuts? Whatever's on whatever streaming service they're on. I think it is the Extended Cuts on that. Yeah. They, they fucking slap those movies. Yeah. I love them. They're great. Because the sequel is the sequel, the Extended Cut, not the original cut. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, which is just weird. Just... Just really I fucking good. They do another one of those. I hope so. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I was checking what they do. That's why. Um, <coughs> I watched the. It's for the Big Lebowski. Not that dude. Uh, I watched the Jim Carrey movie Once Bitten. Oh. You fit one of the bad Jim Carrey movies. I really enjoyed it. Actually. Oh, wait, is that the one? What I think of, I think of a different one. That's the one from the eighties, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's actually quite fun, actually. That yeah. Where, where, because he's a virgin, a vampire lady wants him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very funny. Fun. I, it's it's like when you've got like, I mean, essentially, it wouldn't be inaccurate 
to describe Jim Carrey as a juggernaut of comedy, especially for a certain period of time. Yeah. And when you go back and watch like the really early stuff, it's like, huh. Yeah, you can see it there. Yeah. It's in there. Oh, if you go back and watch some of his, uh, his like the TV bits from his sketch show. Yeah. Some of them are insane. Yeah. Yeah, go back and watch the like the impressions in a minute one. Yeah, he's really good at impressions. And then people are now really good at impressions of him, so it's like full circle. Love it. Um, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. These these are a while ago, so it's quite short bits. But um, I watched the worst movie ever. I watched the 2017 English language Death Note. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Oh, wow. Why did you do that? Why? Yeah. The proper one wasn't on anything, and I was like, how, how bad can it be? Pretty bad. <laughs> really fucking bad, turns out. Yeah, it's shit. Yeah. So that was interesting. But I stuck with it and watched it to the end. I did consider turning it off and watching something else. But then after it, I had to watch something else to like get the bad taste out of <laughs> my mouth. So I watched the Disney Beauty and the Beast, the animated one. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Still can't still can't bring myself to watch the Emma Watson one because I just dislike it's it good. too much. It's good. The, the Dan Stevens factor is the only thing. Dan Stevens is the Beast is great. He sings. And it's really good. I mean, and I know there's a lot of people out there on the internet that say it, but he's way hotter as the beast than he is as the human at the end. Yeah. Not Dan Stevens, probably, because he's got, like, Dan Stevens' face, but... Yeah. Uh, Then we talked about those. Um, Oh, okay. So, did you speak about Platoon? Yeah. You can speak about Platoon if you want. I love Platoon. I know you do. So much. fucking heartbreaking anyway um, you've already done that I watched the Brittany Murphy movie Deadline where which one's this she goes to stay in like a isolated house I've seen it I just can't remember which one it is to meet a deadline because she's got to write a screenplay oh yeah and it's Laura Birch that's it and yeah it's 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 a real, it's a real kind of curiosity because, like, it was one of the last ones that was released before she died, and she does not look well in it at all. No, she's she's incredibly thin. Mm. Um, but just like taking away from from that, cause I, I always I struggle to watch Brittany Murphy stuff because it, it's still I still haven't quite come to terms with it because it's too fucking tragic. But um, yeah, it's a it's a decent enough interesting ghosty movie uh, she finds some tapes um, from the previous occupants and gradually the husband's behaviour becomes more and more um, aggressive and stuff and yeah Laura Birch is the wife yeah I'd, I'd recommend it if you want a fairly flimsy throwaway weekday night thrillery movie cool um Mm. Okay, so I've been listening to the Arnold Schwarzenegger audiobook in the car because obviously two hours a day fills the time. You get bored of picking music. So I watched Conan the Barbarian, which I don't remember having ever seen before, but you tell you me. You have watched it, yeah, at least once. It's alright, actually. Yeah, Conan the Barbarian's a good film. I expected it to be shit. It's not. Conan Destroyer is. Yeah, well, even he says that, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know because I've, I've listened to his audiobook. Um, 
but yeah it's yeah really good like he's not immensely great in it that was contractual ob- obligation yeah I'm actually trying to find something else so oh. um, yeah uh, no yeah good violent punch the camel fair play um, solid yeah um, and, and, and has the great um, commentary on the on the, the commentary for it. Yeah. He literally, as he's going over it and talking about it, he goes, Haha, wait a minute, a bunch of camel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last one that I watched on my own was 2022's Pray for the Devil. Oh, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know why I watched that again. Because we never watched the end of it. Oh, we didn't know. We no. didn't because I got I got that bar during it. I said yeah. that this was a complete waste of time. Yeah. Do, do you know what? It's not bad. It's not very good, though, is it's it? Just, it's just it's fine. When you're saying that that movie is fine, yeah. it's it's probably a horrendous piece of boring shit. Yeah, I am very sympathetic towards yes. horror movie. I'm I'm not keen on possession movies though. No, you're not. They're just a bit shit. Like, I don't like The Exorcist. Segwaying nicely, that, isn't it? <laughs> it is indeed. Uh, okay, so, I haven't talked about my films yet. No, you've not, actually. So, it's not a segue, sorry. Oh, nearly. Nearly. So close. Very nearly. Segwaying into Ian being possessed by the love of movies. What up? So, I watched a grand total of two in the last couple of weeks wow. other than talk to me um, oh I've, I've been talking about Grand Prix and stuff I am very very nearly committed to going to the Bahrain Grand Prix and hating myself next year but it's just very competitively priced £500 gets me a hotel for four nights and a three day ticket that's not gonna that in Bahrain so that'll be something. Or I might upgrade and get a bunch of extras and stuff. But anyway, we'll see. Don't know how I feel about that. It's just cheap. Um, uh, Bahrain? I mean, you could hang out with all of the um, wives of all the footballers that are moving to Saudi Arabia because none of them are fucking living there. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. I went yep, all yep, 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 yep. at work. Let's not. Let's not. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so weird that, you know, here, for a basic bitch ticket for the British Grand Prix next year, it's two and a half grand. And that's just for a ticket at, like, the lowliest kind of, like, part of the track. Two and a half grand. Yeah, anyway. Do you know how much um, you used to go on the Orient Express, Ian? As Mark's spoken no, about how much? this. So we, Mark didn't... No. Mark was like, oh, if there was something like that that was real, would you be interested in going on something like that? I was like, Mark, the Orient Express is fucking real. He was like, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, it still runs now. No. You two 100% need to go on the Orient Express. Do you know how much it is? <laughs> we looked at it. How much? We looked into it. For one night. Uh, Go on. Four grand a person. I mean, it's an experience, isn't it? Well, it is, but I could do so many other useful things with four grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guys, guys, you, you can't take it with you. 
<laughs> you fucking watch me. <laughs> Take it to fucking Crete instead, though, can't you? Yeah, I mean, there is that, I suppose, <laughs> but... Um, I don't know, it's just like, Bex, you missed it, but um, I was talking to Mark about potentially going for one day to the Red Bull ring in Austria for the Austrian Grand Prix. It's €140 Euro each for a ticket to basically stand in a field. Um, and it, it I, yeah, I don't know, it's just like 300 quid more than that. I get a free day ticket to the Grand Prix out on like a grandstand seat. And a hotel. I just, I, I, it, ah, oh, fuck. It's like selling your soul, though, isn't it? A little bit. <laughs> Fuck's sake. CSVP Combat. Player one, choose your character. Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player two, choose your character. While you're in luck. Punto. Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast, featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. (laughs) But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. (laughs) So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. Also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. Just really, it's isn't... not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I? Is this on? Okay, so uh, what I've been watching. So a couple of things. Um, so I took. A rewatch of Team America World Police. <laughs> so how is this on rewatch? Yeah, so it's it, it it's interesting. So one of the criticisms that's been very much levelled at um uh, uh Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yeah, Matt yeah. it is that, isn't it? Yeah. Um I was thinking maybe the names were the other way around. Um Stone, Matt, and Parker Trey. No, I didn't mean that. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, Team America, well pleased. One of the criticisms has been leveled. Trey, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are good names. Um, yeah, the criticisms that have been leveled against them is it, like the whole, like just equal opportunities offending. Nothing really matters. Ah, kind of like nihilism mm. of of uh, like a lot of their comedy, and. You do see that in Team America World Police. Um, it obviously doesn't really care who it's offending, but it also is very biting the hand that feeds with the laughing at America. You know, the... Yeah. The... The moment where, like, um, the guy gets transformed into a Middle Eastern terrorist, and they've basically basically just painted his face brown and then put fluff on his face, and part of it's hanging off. Um, it, it on the surface of it is incredibly offensive, but then their reaction to it of like that's the best makeup I've ever seen. <laughs> Is just it is a comment on how fucking stupid Americans are. Yeah. Um. 
the I mean the the actors stuff. I'll be honest with the strike at the moment. The actors being high on the smell of their own farts to an extent. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 that there. Um, and also maybe one of the funniest jokes in a comedy for me, maybe very subjectively, is the boss of Team America saying, and if you're captured and you need to kill yourself, use this. And then it it, it just cuts to a shot of a puppet hand passing a hammer to the guy. And I just fucking love that. It's not a pill... You know, it's not like a fake tooth that you press down on and then it exudes the poison. No, it's a hammer. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> Just a fucking hammer. Uh, Michael Moore is a suicide bomber. Just like with a hot dog in his hand and blowing up the Team America headquarters. I, I, yeah, there's, in 2004, fuck me. <laughs> That's pretty fucking ballsy. In 2004, you fucking knew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's something. Oh, God. And it just reminded me of when I was in uni and he was doing his book tour for Dude, Where's My Country? And uh, me and uh, somebody from uni went to see him. And afterwards, he did, like, a signing. And, like, the sheer, I am above all this air of him like I basically I like threw the, the book in the bin like the next day it was like you're a fucking dick yeah he's a brick like it was it like real spell breaking shit that was like he just uh, yeah I it's it's really really funny it has dated in parts but at the god, at the same time, there's some really fucking good shit in it. The speech that he gives at the end about um, actors being dicks, and um, no, what is it? A Team America are dicks, actors are pussies, and Kim Jong Il is an uh, asshole. Um, it, it like it's great. And it just, God, at the end as well, Kim Jong-il, Il, sorry, I can't remember. I get confused and I apologise. He dies at the end and then a cockroach comes out of his head and then there's like, damn you, Team America, I'll get you. And then the cockroach just gets into a rocket ship and blasts off into space. Fantastic. No notes. Um... Everybody Has AIDS is a, a, a wonderful parody of musicals. The fact that one of Team America has a problem with actors because he was raped by Mr. Mistopheles. I forgot about that bit. Uh, is um, like he was like, what was it? He was held down by Rumple Teaser and Mr. McCavity. Um, it just, there's fucking, um, God, the like, You've got to promise me you'll never die. I can't do that. If you promise me you'll never die, I'll make love to you right now. I promise <laughs> I will never die. Uh, it, it just, it's... Oh, and sorry, I know I'm just talking about bits. The fact that early on in the film, 
the lead guy thinks that their head of Team America just like wants to get him into a car so that he can suck him off. And then at the end of the second act, it's to regain my trust. You're going to have to do the one thing you said you would you would do to show your commitment to Team America. What's that? Suck my dick. What? <laughs> no, you have to suck me off. And then he actually has to do it. It's great. Team America World Police. I Like, yeah, it's aged, but it's also maybe not aged as much as you think it has. But at the same time, if you were... Izzy watching Team America would be something. I would be fascinated. I might get her to watch it. Not not because I think that like she's like fucking princess of Wokistan or anything like that. You know, just like she's an 18 year old. What the fuck does she think of, of Team America? That's it, yeah. Quite interesting to see what's what what's something to be twenty years after it was released. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and just that film. That film. Anyway, yeah, I I, I really years old next year. Yeah, yeah. I really like Team America World Police. It, it yeah, I just it's making it's making me internally laugh just thinking about it. Um yeah, great. Um And then also True Lies. <laughs> so um i i haven't watched this for fucking years it's it's a film that's very notable along with the abyss for just not being on blu-ray yeah. um cameron basically going i'll get round to it in terms of the, the like the remastering and whatnot now it's it's popped up on disney plus in hd it's also weirdly was available. I don't. It's still available for free on 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 iTunes if you had Apple TV. Oh, that's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and isn't that random? Yeah. Um. And I mean, I yeah. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't necessarily look like James Cameron approved the transfer because it looks meh. Yeah. But hey, so I've only seen it once before. And all I really remembered was the bridge is out. Um, so it's an odd duck. It's two hours twenty minutes long. It's really long. <laughs> it feels like there's like five acts. Um, and uh, if a lot of it may be kind of relies on how secretly hot you think Jamie Lee Curtis is early on. Yeah. And then how hot you think she is later on. Do you know what else I'm going to say is bonkers about this movie? This movie mm. was a box office smash. Mm. Right? Yep. And at the time it was the most expensive film ever made. Yeah. It cost around about somewhere in the region of $110 million. And it was a box office smash. Yeah. It made $380 million. So And was huge. Yeah, that level. Yeah. yeah. So if you were if you were a movie now that cost $110 million and you made $380 million, you'd you'd have done alright. You'd have made money, but you wouldn't be considered a box office smash. Mm. Yeah. And it's. I think it's good. 
It's good. It's, it is good. It's too long. I I haven't seen Piranha two. So excluding that, um, it it just it's not nearly not nearly the achievement that the Avatar films are from a cinematic point of view. But it's probably better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, look, I enjoy it more. Tom Arnold, I thought, was kind of, like, weirdly great. It, Tom Arnold um, is, is, is oddly a really fun screen presence in pretty much anything. And really fun in the fact that he fucking hates Trump and just winds Trump up, but you know that he's got some fucking dirt on him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I. I don't. It just. He's really in the pocket, and him and Arnold have a really good thing going on there. Um. And yeah. I just. It. That I. I appreciate that it's basically trying to be an action comedy for like uh, middle-aged people. Um. You, you know. I don't. I don't necessarily see teenagers going to this and jerking off over Jamie Lee Curtis doing a. Sexy dance for Arnie. Sexy dance in the whole wide world. But right, but and 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 this is it. It's supposed to be sexy. Mm. It it is in 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 the blocking and in what she's wearing and the moves that she's doing. And good on Jamie Lee Curtis for doing that. And I think for her, I bet that was really like empowering. Oh yeah, but I. G- Jamie Lee Curtis very much liked the fact that she was secretly really hot. <laughs> but this is the thing. I don't think she's secretly really hot. So that, yeah. I, I, and I think that I, when this film's USP is, hey, G- Jamie Lee Curtis, she's actually hot, isn't she? Then I I just, I, I kind of click out of it. But that that's, very man of me, very middle-aged man of me, but I'm leaning into that. And and then the third act is fucking brilliant. It's Arnie in a fucking fighter jet, like catching his um, daughter on a fighter jet and then firing a rocket, which the bad guy is holding onto through a building into a load of other bad guys. Yep. Which is just a beautiful way of killing off the bad guy. It, it, it just it so stands out as an oddity in, in Cameron's filmography. It's it's bizarre. I mean, it's a remake of a French uh, of a French comedy, yeah. which is not not a surprise in the slightest. Did Jamie Lee Curtis' um, character apparently is completely different in oh, yeah. La Total, though. Yeah. Like she's not. It, she doesn't have any stuff. To do. No, I just—it's the fact that she's really dowdy to start with, and it, it just no. That the thing is that doesn't fit Jamie Lee Curtis. Her in lingerie doing a sexy dance doesn't fit Jamie Lee Curtis either. At least for me, like neither of them fit Jamie Lee Curtis for me. But at the time, do you know what though? At the time. If you were in your te- te- formative years when Halloween came out and you were like, hmm, Jamie Lee Curtis, and then you're in your like mid-30s watching True Lies, 
I, I, you know, fair play. I bet that was a treat. You know, um, as uh, God, what would be a contemporary thing for me? I don't know. I'm trying. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, I, oh God, I don't know. Like, because uh, I don't know. It unfortunately, it'd probably be somebody like Tara Reid or somebody like that in terms of like somebody I thought was like really hot in my teenage years. But it's like you probably don't have to go Kirsten too far Dodge. to. It's, oh fuck! B- fucking bingo, bingo! If it was Kirsten Dunst in True Lies. That would be like that's all my teenage dreams come true. Thank you very much. I can die happy now. <laughs> the re- the it. it was Kirsten Dunst. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, okay. like I say, that I I would I would take it. I would take it. I bet she does that for Jesse Plemons all the time, I and I bet he does. fucking loves it. I bet he fucking loves oh, it. I Those two. I bet. I bet. He I bet smiles they all the way through it. <laughs> Oh God, yeah, 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 uh, and good on it. Yeah. What a couple. Yeah, what a couple. It, it, it is very much a what a fucking couple. I just God, I remember an interview I was reading with her once, and um, she had like w- one of their kids, so it was still like quite young, and like she was just talking about how fucking large the kid was, like how big a baby it was, and how it really enjoys its food. It's like I bet Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst's kids just. It like really enjoys their food not in a like I'm a fatty bum bum just like I'm fucking satisfied by this shit something about Jesse Plemons in particular it's just like yeah it, he's gonna have some stocky kids <laughs> yeah so moving on from Jesse Plemons and his stocky kids to talk to me <laughs> Which is not a segue at all. <laughs> so, Talk To Me is directed by uh, a couple of very young sounding uh, directors. I didn't realise this was the YouTube as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Danny and Michael Philippou and stars. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, God, where is her name? Ah, that's it. Sophie Wilde, uh, Ari McCarthy, Sonny Johnson, uh, I don't know, Joe Bird. The, 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 
uh, order on um, IMDb is really weird. Alexandra Jensen and randomly didn't know she was in it. Miranda Otto, uh, yeah. uh, Miranda Otto, good to see her. Um, so uh, logline on IMDb: When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new frill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Kind of Becky. Nearly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not terrifying, kind of like mildly threatening. Um, Becky, talk to me! Uh, I fucking loved this film. I thought it was fucking great. I thought it did a really good job of taking a tired, old fucking cinematic plot of possession kind of stuff and doing something interesting and in a different direction with it. I thought it incorporated modern technology well into a horror movie, which I think is hard to do. You know, you watch old horror and you think, God, if they had mobile phones, imagine how easy this would be to deal with. Well, these have mobile phones and it's still not fucking easy to deal with. (laughs) And, you know, there's not many films that do that well. There just, there just isn't, like, the, the way they get around it is, oh my god, my phone's out of battery, I've got no reception. And it's like, oh, that's fucking, fucking very inconvenient, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like that. Like, like, like anybody under the age of fucking 40 doesn't have fucking battery anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I loved the mechanics of the, the hand itself, like, the, the, the talk to me could work and I let you in could work in either direction mm. um, the fact when she's obviously all spoilers all the time on the other side of that how that plays out as well like she just sees a light in the distance yeah. it's like it's the fucking candle oh my god and like you realise before it happens but like it, it, it's kind of full circle and I, and I really like that I thought everyone was really good in it and I the obviously the, the cold open with duck it and then you get as you're watching it you're like oh oh and then they got to see his brother and it's like yeah um I, ju- I just really fucking loved it i thought it was creepy i thought it kept the tension really well the kind of descent into fuckery is the best way i can sort of come up to word it um was really well handled and you know was it was it scary scary no, probably not. Like some of the imagery was creepy, but it was more creepy and tense. It's creepy. I wouldn't say it's scary. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but you I don't know, think many films ever are. No, exactly. And I think horror movies that are that are just creepy can 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 still be great horror movies. And it is grim as fuck. Well, actually, yeah, you, you you missed the bit where me and Ian both said that we not for any like scared reason or any like. You know, any other reason of other than I just don't need to see that. Me and Ian both kind of looked away at one point. Oh, which bit? Yep. The bit where the kid's about to smash his face into the. I looked the, away. The lad's that. really going at his yeah, face. Yeah, so many times you can watch that kid mash yeah, his that face. That was it. So. That's it. That's yeah. it. I was a bit like. Do you know what? Don't need to. I, see this. It wasn't grossed out by anything like that. Which like I don't need to. No, but I think the, the you know it, it's valid for it to be in there. He wouldn't oh, stop yeah. unless they stopped him. Yeah, so, I'm fine with it. I just don't. And it, yeah, the, the the thing is, credit to the film because I think part of that for me is because they build him up as just yeah. like a nice kid. Love Riley. Like he's you know he's just 
you know, he's a nice kid. He kind of he's jazzed to be about like older kids, and he really gets fucked over. Um, and that that's horrible. That's really really not. And just his whole thing of him then kind of like whenever he wakes up he just tries to kill himself Mm. like that's just awful and this film is very effective at presenting just the sheer fucking stress and worry that his family have for that it's it's very distressing hmm it's yeah, I think you know it, it does a good job of making you care about them, like, and I think some of them. Okay. Some of them you care about. Um, and I think like the friend Riley's sister, you don't necessarily warm to her until after he's ill, and then she's fleshed out more. Hmm. I just, yeah, really fucking loved it. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Cool, Mark. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I, I quite, I, I, I dug it to be honest. Um, it's, it's like it's, a, I like the fact it's a different take on possession. Mm. Um, I also like the fact that it basically says, it, it basically points a, a finger at a certain gen, at that generation and goes, look, these guys are such fucking idiots <laughs> that that that. If they were presented with something like this, they wouldn't find it scary. They would just think it was funny mm. until it would then really not be fucking funny and they wouldn't have a clue how the fuck to deal with it. Mm. And I, I kind of like yeah. that, the fact that they, they think it's really funny and they think they're in control of it, but it's not at all. They're just fucking idiots. Mm. And it, it's also quite nice seeing idiots that aren't just American idiots that are actually like Australian idiots. It was quite <laughs> amusing for yeah. um, that. I, I wasn't. I, I just. I missed out that it wasn't. My brain had blocked out that it was an Australian yeah. movie. And then I saw Screen Australia. I thought, oh, all right. Well, you know, Australia. When films break out for Australia, they're often quite good. Mm. From there, it's kind of a bit of a. And you know, it's done some good horror over the years, or good genre cinema, I suppose, over the years. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I, I will say um, performances, I think there's some good ones and some not great ones. Um, but I think you always... Exact results may vary. Yeah, but I think you always get that in these type of movies. Mm. Um, I didn't like the central character. I, I, I thought she was a dickhead. Okay. Um, and it was like, at the end of it, it was like, yeah, you, you kind of did deserve to end up dying. <laughs> Because it's all your fault. Yeah, she shouldn't have let him no. do the thing. No. I think, like, if they'd just left it as her wanting to do it, I think it's probably very understandable because she's obviously... That, 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 that's fine. But, yeah, her letting Riley do it was... Yeah. And her secretly... Just takes her into dickhead territory. You know, secretly trying to fuck her best mate's boyfriend. Yeah, there's that. Or seemingly not even trying to fuck him, trying to make her friend think that she's going to fuck him. Mm. It's just, she doesn't, I don't think she's a nice person. No. Good performance, though. Mm. No, I think it no. was. No, that's fine. It, the f- I, 
Yeah, sorry, so go, on, the, go, on, the, go on. The friend, I, I was constantly all the way through it going, right, I know her from something, and I don't. But yeah. she just looks familiar. Yeah. She she's got what she's got one of those yeah, faces. She really yeah. does. <laughs> so what are you gonna say? I really um, liked the two that were running the hand thing to start off with, Haley and. Oh yeah, Joss. Yeah. Yeah. They were really. I really. They they felt like real kids, and oh, that's yeah. what I quite liked about. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I quite liked about this movie is that it felt like real kids. It felt like what would happen if that was. A thing. I. I bought them as real people, and I bought um, Riley and Jade, sorry, Jade and Mia as real kids, but not 17-year-old kids. Okay. They don't look 17. They just don't. They look like they're in their early 20s. Yeah. yeah. And you could have easily made them, like, 19 and, like, like, that age, and it wouldn't have had an effect on the story, but I would have believed more that they were that age. I think it would have had an effect on the story, though, because I don't think... I think 17-year-olds are fucking dumb. Whereas 19-year-olds are fucking dumb. They're not as dumb. They are. Probably dumber. And, you know... I'm sorry, Sophie Wilde cannot pass off as a 17-year-old when she's in her mid-twenties. No. Go on, Ian. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I... Um... Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much with uh, with Mark on this. Um, I really couldn't get on board with the lead character. Um, I didn't... And I, to be honest, I think it's maybe just a weakness of the screenplay as much as anything else, where I couldn't get on board with her. I didn't know why, after certain things, the best friend character was even still fucking sanctioning being in the same space as her. Yeah, I was a little bit like that when it, when she goes around to kind of to, to meet her. It's like, no, don't. Well, you wouldn't do that. It, there was that bit where they were kind of all on the bus. And I, I can't remember what had, what had happened directly previously, but I was like, why are they all there? Like, why is it suddenly... Because, like, in the trailer, where she's like, I'm seeing things, are you guys seeing things? I was kind of thinking like, oh, is it a little bit of like Nightmare on Elm Street where they're all being like traumatised or something? No, it is just her. Why is everybody out? Like, why the 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 one who's like the the two who are like doing the hand the, the hand stuff in the first place? Why are they even there? There there were just it's, things it's like that. The brother. But hmm. I suppose, yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I just, there were things through the film where it's like, I don't quite get, like, there, also, early on, like, Mia, that, that's the lead girl, isn't yeah. it, Mia? Yeah, like, she she's brought round to that place along with, um, with her friend, the black-haired friend. And that girl's like, why have you brought her? I don't like her vibe. She's, so, she's such a fucking drag. And then, basically, the next scene, it's, absolutely reversed and then it's yeah because she volunteers oh, you're... the thing because she does, she does, she does a good a version of the thing doesn't she yeah I think the reason but, but then like, sud- oh, drag is because she thinks she won't get involved in it and then she's like yep me please thank you but then immediately the best like she's saying like she's kind of like taking the piss out of the best friend for being fucking boring and it just I I yeah I it that it the, it didn't gel for me in that the, way. There are some bits and, in the screenplay where the, it, I was a little bit like that. I was a bit like, I'm not quite sure here. Like 
the fact that um, the second time they do it, she's like, oh, it's for Daniel, her boyfriend. He wants to do it. It's like, really, the guy who's supposed to not drink, not... Oh, and be like Mega Christian. Yeah. yeah. That was another one. I, I was a bit like, when he why makes would out... he want to... I don't think he'd want to do it. Mm. And then he makes out with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> And, and which was great, yeah. and then apart, like wakes up out of anxiety, it. thinking, "Shit, is he gonna fucking kill the dog?" Because I'm not down with that. Yeah, I was, I was a little bit wary of that. Um, but then it's like, right, don't post that, don't post that, and then he seems to leave. Mm. And then there's that montage of them all doing the hand, and he's there again. <laughs> yeah, doing the hand. She goes off to calm him down, doesn't she? Yeah, but still. But that that reaction of that that reaction wouldn't immediately make me think, yeah, I want to go do that again. The film certainly didn't sell me on that. Literally, that montage, I was like, who's that guy? And it took me a little bit to go, oh, it's him. Why is he there doing that again? So, so th- th- there's that also. As soon as, uh, all spoilers all the time, as soon as she killed her dad, it was like, right, okay, well, she's not going to fucking make it to the end then, is she? Yeah. Um, I, I, like, that was just, it, it's gone too far now, and it took the tension of the film away from me, because I, w- I was just waiting for what's the thing gonna, like, and, and you know... And I, you know, I thought it was good that you know she doesn't like push him into the the cars at the end. That that, and she's got that redemption, but then it's kind of bleak at the end because she's still fucked. Um, but there were a couple of sequences I did I, I did like. Oh, uh, even though again, the logic of okay, we'll do the hand thing while he's in a coma, but we'll say talk to him. Yeah, that is stretching it a little bit. That's a reach. <laughs> uh, but um, what, what I what I what I would have like preferred in that moment is when it did work. If it just didn't work, <laughs> like and then one went, yeah, that's no, a dumb but, idea. <laughs> and instead, you've you've got that girl there. So then, is the implication that that girl at some point did talk to me to the embalmed hand? I think she's just a. Spirit. Yeah, she's a spirit that gets called up. Yeah, because that's I thought that all they were all stuck there in that kind of limbo through doing the talk to me thing. No, they're just dead people. Yeah, they're dead people, just random spirits. Oh, uh, all right, okay, so, okay, fine. I, 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 in there, isn't I like, did very much like the um, the fucking um, director's cut. Event Horizon homage. Event Horizon, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah. Because I've been talking about stuff I didn't like. Yeah, I very much like that. That was... that. I, I wasn't expecting that from this. <laughs> it was it was suitably like, oh, that's icky. <laughs> Not like that. Yeah, they... I, I, I... Yeah, I... Yeah. It was like, I was kind... When that happened, I was like, oh, this, this is interesting. And then the initial... Oh shit! The hand, it, the, the the spirit is tricking her stuff, and you know the whole kind of unreliable narrator kind of aspect of it. I I thought was interesting until she killed the dad, and it was like, okay, well I see I see where this is going. Yeah, 
Um, but, 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 is this film made for 38-year-old dudes? Not necessarily. Is it, ma- is it made for Becky? Obviously. Um, and if... If I was if if I was if I was a teen, you know, and I was going I, I was going to see, like basically if it was me twenty years ago, I think I really w- would have had a good time with this. That's it. Um, and I, I I I think it's a decent debut. The fact that the the bro- the brothers who directed this are next doing a Street Fighter film is wild, and I think they they've got an they've got an well I'll say an eye. There's two of them, so they've got eyes. But you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it, um, it, it, it's, it's it's a film. It's a proper yeah, film. Yeah, for a debut, it's very impressive. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is, yeah. it's, it's got some interesting, like, not imagery, but it's got some interesting shots, mm. composition within yep. it. Mm. The the idea that when it's, when they, like, when the, the, the hand goes and it, it springs them up. Yeah. It's just that it, they're having fun with it, but it's controlled fun. They're not just fucking throwing so many tricks at yeah, it, going, yeah. look at how fucking jazzy we are. Yeah, I, I, I look, You're I... You're dynamic with ideas. I, look at all our things. Yeah, look at all our ideas. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I I, I, I... I thought it was all right. You know, I, I it, it, it was, it was okay. I think it's more impressively directed than written. And to Mark's point, the fact that they're all supposed to be teenagers, nah. Just make them like, make them just like doss around late teens, early twenties, and it's the same movie. It's weird yeah. when it had them in school uniform. I was like, wait, are they? Is that her work unit? Wait, fuck, fuck off! They're not at school. Was my reaction to that? That 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 yeah. that felt. You don't need it to be school kids. It's weird, but it, but I mean, th- th- this is the thing, and it's like I just, I just didn't necessarily vibe with it. Uh, Bex ob- obviously did, and it's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go. I don't understand why, you know. It, it's, it's horror. Horror is super, super subjective, and there, you know, there, there's a grim factor to this film that is pretty fucking impressive for guys who, when you hear them in interviews, sound like they're 15 years old. Um, and and I'm looking forward to seeing what they what they do in the future. I can't. I I wish it was more scary. I wish it was more scary. It's grim, but I wasn't really ever nervous. I wasn't. Any ever nerve, apart from and I thought they were going to kill when he, he was going to rip the dog apart. Then I was a little bit nervous. Yeah, sure. Um, but I was a bit scared. But I was creeped out. Yeah. By it. Yeah, I thought the possession bits would were, were really well done. Not even the possession. Bits. No, but they were really well done. Like because they were they didn't didn't linger for too long, so they were just in and out. Like, yeah. It was like, it was like um, greatest hits. But that but but again that's quite clever in essentially setting yourself within it a time limit. That you can spend with these yeah, yeah. means that you don't you, you, you can pepper in them mm. rather than having to spend age well if you got to spend age with them talking it would be like where you're just talking to them now yeah I really enjoyed the bit when Duckett stabbed himself just like straight in the face <laughs> it's a good cold opening it yeah. is yeah that, that cold opens cracking yeah 
<laughs> yeah, just, just fucking just straight in the face. Yeah, don't like slit his throat. No, nope. stab, stab him it into his face. temple or anything, just straight in the face. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, it was quite good, that. That, that for me, was like, yes. Yeah, you, I you, 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 you literally went, nice. <laughs> in, the, in the cinema. <laughs> in the very back cinema yeah. of people that were all vastly younger than us. Everyone seems to really enjoy it, though. Yeah. I got another group of like young people, um, and one of them, clearly quite emotionally immature, who just kept on laughing at random bits. Some people laugh when they're scared. Uh, and it was it, it was clear that it wasn't the scary bits. It was anything that was emotional. Oh, right. He kind of he, he laughed that until one of his mates went, "Will you fucking shut up?" <laughs> and he went, "Ooh!" And he went, "Don't just fucking shut up." And I was like, let me, this is great. That's his mate who's telling him to shut up. Yeah. I would, though. Yeah. But I, I like the fact that that's, that's twice in like a, yeah. a week that that's the, the, one of the group of friends has told another one to shut up. Yeah. Pretty solid. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm definitely not shit on it. Definitely not shit. Yeah. Definitely. Loved it. Yeah, definitely not shit. It. And uh, being honest... I went in not pumped, I will say. I was pumped for the film, not for when we had to see it. I, I wasn't pumped for the film. I didn't, couldn't be asked. I um. If there had been anything else out this week, I'd have been plumping for that over this. Wow. And then I, I, I yeah, I actually quite enjoyed it. So but yeah, to be to be honest, like listening to all your you and Ian's negative points on it has just made me like it more because everyone that you've brought up, I'm oh, like, fair enough. But I don't care. That's fine. I don't care that they don't look seventeen. They don't look seventeen. I don't care. Do you know how old she looks? Twenty six. She does not look twenty. Do you know how old she is? Which one are you on 26. about? Twenty six. Which one are you on about? Mia. Oh yeah, but you can't just get someone. On a cast because the the correct age they also no you can't I'm fine with that but just don't tell me she's seventeen when you can quite easily tell me she's nineteen or twenty one. I don't see why that matters so much. Just fucking watch the film and enjoy it. Because she's not she's clearly not seventeen. Who cares? I mean, it's not like fucking Danny Zuko levels, <laughs> but, but, but it's also not that far off. Um, are we all definitely not shit then? Yep. Yep. Audience poll definitely not shit sixty seven percent. Uh, like touching cloth 17 and shit 17 I think that's pretty fucking solid it shows that you're both wrong <laughs> well we both said definitely not shit yeah but you also bitched and moaned about it didn't you um, I asked the question to our audience of, uh, our question this week is which films I, I, I genuinely scared you so yeah I, 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 the way that reads doesn't make sense um, quite but, a lot to be honest oh, um, which way Go on. Oh, sorry. Are we are we doing ours first and then or? I'll do ours with theirs first. But okay. okay. Right. So uh, Ethan and Barton, and then Horizon. Seen it way too young, and there's images in that haunted me for years. Even rewatching as an adult, still get the heebie-jeebies. Been a while now. I'd be fascinated, uh, fascinated Ethan, to see if that was the director's cut that you watched. Because if, if it wasn't, go watch the director's cut. 
Do the Black Lanterns. Um, not scared as such, but I would get worried that I would enter a room in my nan's house and the elephant man would be in there dressed <laughs> for the theatre, asking how he looks. The sound effects and the flashing, uh, flashing screen from the Atari ET game would shit me up, though. I can agree with him on that. That's fucking terrifying. Mm. Uh, and Rick Kidd. John Carpenter's The Thing terrified me as a teenager for the first time I saw. The Exorcist scared the pants off me when I was 17. Uh, we had the early 4DX experience of somebody actually throwing up <laughs> during the vomiting scene. <laughs> wow, nice. Um, I would say earliest that I can remember is probably Pet Cemetery that proper like shit me up. Yeah. The 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 first I played with Judd, then I played with Mummy, now I'm going to play with you. Scene proper fucks me up. I had nightmares about that for quite a long time afterwards. Um, so that's the earliest one I can remember. I remember watching it and being creeped out by the clown, but not necessarily scared by the miniseries. Yeah. Um, and then probably, like, too many to mention, because, like, I just ingest horror. Um, so there's, there's there's been ones that scared me, there's been ones that... Like, as you get older and more jaded as well, like, they're less scary. So, like, for recent ones... Um, Sinister, I think, is probably the best done jump scare I've seen. In recent years, the, the, the little what, girl on the doody behind Patrick Wilson in it, uh, Ethan Hawke. Oh fuck! I'm t- I'm thinking about Insidious. What what what's in Sinister then? Sorry, yeah, sorry. The, the bit I, where I he's walking he... down the corridor and all the ghosts are like running around. They're running across the corridor yeah. and they're 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 kind of peeping out of doorways. And then there's a bit and he kind of like ponders something and then turns around and there's just like a little girl over his shoulder no, that she's is... not even being scary mm. she's just being there and but she's so suddenly there mm. and it's just a really well done jump scare that ain't, if that ain't my that's fine it, it's the one where he goes up into the loft mm. and it's, just, it's the fucking thing's right fucking there god and the videos in Sinister as well like that is a creepy as fuck film um, a really like out of left field one um, one of the one of the um ones that scared me most in recent years is the Chernobyl Diaries. Okay. Yeah. Fair play. And it's not even a very good horror film. Like, I love it, but I can sit here and wholeheartedly say I don't think it's a good horror movie. But I find it quite scary. The whole Chernobyl thing, I think, like, going to, like, deserted places that haven't always been deserted. Like, I'd love to visit, like, you know, like, these massively deserted cities they've got in, like, like, Arabian countries and stuff like that that have been built for purpose, but they're never inhabited. Or I'd love to go to like an abandoned theme park. Do you remember that time, quite early on in our relationship, where I made you go and watch a three-hour documentary about Chernobyl? <laughs> that ended up not being quite what it was supposed to be, and essentially it was like a Chernobyl version of Letters from Vietnam that was just a bunch of fucking diaries about how many people died, how people died after it. Mm, yes, I do remember that. Actually. I blanked that from my memory. Yeah. How on earth did you lock this down? <laughs> well, it wasn't through going to see fucking Ukrainian cinema of the fucking no. late 90s. No. Fascinating subject, though. It was, but I thought it was like a documentary about Chernobyl, and then I got like 10 minutes into this three hour documentary, I was just like, oh shit, it's from letters from, from fucking Vietnam, but nowhere near as like engaging. Mm. Bear or something, isn't there in Chernobyl Diaries? Yeah, there's a bear. Yeah. yeah. Ian, what are yours? <sighs> as a book, um, it's quite scary as well. What? As a book, so below, it's quite scary as well. As a book, so below, okay. Yeah. 
yeah, so I mean, like in my formative years, The Shining used to shit me up. Um, couldn't fucking deal with the 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 mood of that film. Any particular bit? Um, the whole vibe. Yeah, I mean, like literally, like towards the start where Danny's having the vision and it's the uh, like the girls and the blood coming out the elevator. Right. Yeah. Um, really did a fucking number on me when I saw that for the first time. Um. The Evil Dead. That's a strong. Uh, like, just that film is really gnarly and very, very bleak. You know, and and like, it, obviously, Evil Dead Two isn't, but The <laughs> Evil Dead. I it's kind of underrated. No, That's Evil Dead Two, isn't it? Yeah, Evil Dead's a proper horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Evil Dead Two is basically like, a, a, a remake that's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the thing. It's like Evil Dead Rise felt like a film in the series that the Evil Dead is in, but not in the series that Evil Dead 2 is in. Yeah, yes. And I mean, to be fair, the same for the for the, the Jane Levy, uh, Levy one from like a decade ago. Mm. Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness are very much their own thing. And then Ash versus Evil Dead as well. Yep. But then the, the Evil Dead... Evil Dead 2013 and Evil Dead Rise are their own separate thing. See, it's, it's, thing it's, is, it's odd that. If they're going to make sequels to I prefer to make sequels to Evil Dead 2 and Evil Dead Army <laughs> of Darkness than Army of Darkness is Evil Dead. Great. Mm, mm. So, um, yeah, and I mean, I, I don't know, all sorts of horror kind of like weirds me out these days. Everything involving kids, like Don't Look Now, I don't think I'd be able to watch at this point. Um, you know, like the sheer story of that being like Donald Sutherland kind of like try, like reconnecting with his wife, but then also just being haunted by his dead daughter and how that, like, how that kind of comes to fruition at the end. It, it's awful. Like, I say awful just in a, that's an awful thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah, I could monologue, but I won't. My Candyman would be one of mine. Yeah, I watched it like oh, that's a good one. I watched it as well. yeah. 10 um, on, on laser disc so they can remake that. Um, yeah, Candyman's a good show. Uh, what else would be in there? Um, that actually, do you know what? It's not. I don't. I get scared quite easily in movies, so I jump quite easily in movies. Mm. There's jump scares that I've seen a dozen times, and they still fucking get me. Now, so this is. I don't get scared in movies, but I, I just don't think that there's been that many that I've actually felt scared by. Uh, but wreck. <gasps> oh my god. Would be one of them. Uh, Wreck's a good yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Wreck. I, I was. I think it builds more attention than once they get in that loft. I was like, nope, don't like this. What the fuck's that? No, no, no. <laughs> And then the fact that you threw a lot of fucking Catholic fucking imagery out of it just made me like, don't, no, no. Is this true? Does this really happen? <laughs> no, that's a really good show, actually, Ref. Yeah. Um, what were you about to say? You about to say Them, the French movie. Yeah, you get frightened by... Home Invasion, home invasion shit. Don't, yeah, yeah. terrifies me. It's why I lock the door literally immediately after I walk through it. When I get home. Day, daytime be damned. <laughs> yeah. We are very different people. You are, yeah. You are fucking terrible for locking doors. 
I really am. Get home from work after like a twelve-hour out of the house day. It's like back doors just being left open all day. It's not always me that. It fucking is. Um, yeah, I'd probably say yeah. Those those were the ones that got me. Um, what you were searching a second ago? Oh, that was it. That was in the bit. Yeah. There and also because I am I am British and grew up in the early nineties. Ghost Watch. I never saw that. The My first parents one. wouldn't let me watch it, and it's now not available or anything. I mean, it probably will be. I can't uh, find it. Uh, you, you, yeah, there's 100% been a DVD of it. Yeah. I think a Blu-ray came out last year. Looks like I'll hook you up. So you could also torrent it's, it. It's terrifying. Disgusting things like that. Will you find me? Ghost Watch fucking rules. Yeah. Will you find me? Yes, will. Thank you. Um, yes, Ghost it Watch. Ju- it just, it's... It's all like the Easter eggy shit as yeah. well. Like second time round, you notice. And the, the thing is, at the time, it, it when it was exactly, I, I, I didn't watch this like afterwards. I watched it the night it was on. You were allowed to watch it. My parents wow, were in. That's cool. <laughs> you would have been ten. Yeah, nine actually. Fucking hell, man. I was ten that year, but it was earlier on oh, in yeah, the year. It was Halloween, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was just before Halloween, I think. Clear thought. Was it? Yeah. No, wait, what? Well, yeah, because my parents had gone to a Halloween party. Yeah. Because my parents were still together at that point. Um, Bit of trivia. Yeah, got <laughs> split up next year. Um, and so they'd gone, with, um, they'd gone out together, which was fucking weird. They'd gone to a Halloween party, um, and my sister was staying somewhere else. So, of course, again, been the early 90s and nine years old. I thought, oh, my God. No. not paying a good picture. No. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was watching it and it fucking terrified me almost to the point of where I couldn't watch much of the day. Whoa. I did, but, yeah, I was terrified. Freaked me that. Fuck out. I mean, it might be on YouTube. Is that it? Probably. How exciting. Yeah, you'll dig that. Yeah, you'll dig You that. will. Uh, right, we, we have some questions. Uh, Black Lanterns. Uh, what are some of your most dislike needle drops in films? I'd suggest oh, any shit. version of Where Is My Mind post Fight Club <laughs> and Hallelujah. Uh, uh, no, Malignant. Malignant, no, I was going to say, no, that. sorry, Malignant. I'm really bad at noticing needle drops. I never, I, they don't even like register with me. <laughs> it just, so it, 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 malignant. It's it's just the fact that after the fact, the fact that it is, where is my mind? Yeah. Is such a fucking just obvious it, bong, bong, bong. Yeah, it's the fact that when you <laughs> go, it, like early on, the, like the first couple you go, sounds a little like, where is my mind? And then you go, yeah, wait yeah. a minute, no, it's there. And, and then when, when, when it's and it's when that is that revelation, she crashes through the, the the ceiling, and then it really kicks in, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? What a fucking treat! God, that malignant! Is. What a fucking special film that! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Yeah. Um, right, needle drops. Try to think. There's quite a lot of bad ones in flight. There is some bad ones in flight, actually. Yeah, uh, there's. Although I like the movie, um, there's too many in the second Guardians movie. 
Uh, Alright, I'm, I'm going to say not necessarily a single song. I'm going to try and think of a single song. But if you're doing, I've said this before, if you're doing a period piece, um, I don't think you can use music beyond that period. So if, you're, if your movie is set in 1995 and you're making music from around that era part of the, the narrative of the story and you're mm. using specific music from that era you can't use a single fucking song past 1995 sorry if, if isn't you go i know the wolf of wall street is a sacred text on the podcast but isn't ever long in wolf of wall street but, a bit of a they, that doesn't fit no but they, they it is a weird one but i almost think that the, the the real jordan belfort really likes the food fighters so that wouldn't surprise me but they don't uh, yeah all right. and, don't uh, I, i'm not entirely sure that quite plays fair with your rules no, 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 because, they, because they don't use era specific music in the film the rules don't apply to scorsese yeah, but they, 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 they I, don't I, use era specific no it? it's not it, it's not if they only use oh, yeah, yeah, all right, okay, okay all right, fair enough. But they don't. son of technicality about that, Mark, my friend. I'll be honest. How, how? they don't use period music in it? <laughs> Meth Lab Zozo sticker is one of the main songs in it. <laughs> Which is a song. I, from I, like actually, I'm going to say something a little bit spicy, Scorsese wise as well. What? Bit too much Gimme Shelter. There's a lot of Gimme Shelter in Scorsese movies. Maybe didn't need it in The Departed. It's gonna throw it out there. So what you're saying is, if the music is essentially a character, a period, no, it, like if you're specifying character. a period, mm. what? Yeah. And you're specifying it, and then you're using music from that period. I just think that you can't use music after it. I, the thing about "Give Me Shelter" in the Departed is the fact that that being in there is a little bit like Micah Richards walking through the door in Seinfeld and just getting like applause or laughter. <laughs> it is there is an element of of, of Departed gets a lot of Scorsese greatest hits. <laughs> Plus, I, I, didn't he make the Stones movie after that as well? <laughs> I, I hang on, did I just say Micah Richards? Did I meant what? Is it Michael Richards? It is Michael Richards yeah. <laughs> What's not not the footballer. Yeah, I was just gonna let it go. I was like, this is probably. I knew what you meant. If you didn't, this yeah. is probably a reference I just don't get. I'm just gonna keep quiet. So yeah, no, no. Now, what I will say there is categorically, Micah Richards has never watched an episode of Seinfeld. He's a footballer, isn't he? He's a pundit. Was he a footballer? He was a mediocre footballer. So yes, he was a footballer. I don't like to call him that because I. Don't really like I will. I will. I will just say I've seen on Instagram today Jesse Lingard trying to play golf and it's very satisfying. Jesse Lingard has started his own club. Jay Lings. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm. So, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Like United were just a, a, enough of your fucking faff, mate. Off you yeah. go. Yeah. Who's he playing for now? Is he just playing for J-Lings? I think so, yeah. Because nobody else wants him. Even the Saudis won't pick him up. It's like Harry Maguire. It's fucking embarrassing at this point that Harry Maguire's not got a bid from the Saudis. <laughs> because he's a composite made from loads of other human beings and then stitched together by a doctor and then reanimated with uh, lightning. No, what he is, it's like... 
the EA Sports games of like the maybe late noughties where you could take your photo <laughs> and then have it put on a player. <laughs> oh God, he is. Yeah, he is. That is as accurate as Jim Milner is the default character uh, in, yeah. in Pro Evolution. Yeah. yeah, there you go. He's the base character. Uh, I can't think of a specific name drop, but that is one. That is a thing that annoys me. Mm. Uh, and then our other question we had is... I may have uh, asked this in the past. It's Rick Kidd, sorry. I may have asked in the past, but what are your favourite movie scores? Sunshine. Ooh, yeah, it's a good one, that one. Sorry, I know it's a really basic answer for me. Favourite movie score? Platoon. Social, social network as well. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. Platoon, fair enough. The music in Platoon is banging. It is good, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, genuinely, Escape from New York would be up there for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I hum that pretty yeah. much constantly, don't I? Um, yeah, Carpenter. Carpenter shit is good. I, I, I think the Interstellar score is, is an absolute fucking masterpiece. Stop fucking wanking off Interstellar. No. No one. Wanking it off. Yeah. Just in a corner, just fucking, just fucking just jerking his body off. Yeah, yeah. Come here, Interstellar, you sexy bitch. <laughs> yeah. He's probably my least favourite Nolan, so every time you mention it about how great it is, it just makes me a little bit more annoyed. And I know that's unreasonable, but yeah. I maybe need to rewatch it. I think you do. Um, of course, Twin Peaks. <laughs> that was one bit. Right. So... Twin Peaks fire walk with me. I'm going to call back to something that you weren't even here for earlier. Right, Ian? <laughs> Twin Peaks mm-hmm. fire walk with me. You know the, 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 the basically the, um, the the club, the song that he's constantly playing when they're in the club? Yeah. There. That really, it, it's like a really, it's overly oppressive. The, yeah. They would have to put subtitles on to actually <laughs> fucking hear what they're saying. Yeah. Right? So, that plays frequently throughout the Bolivia episode of Top Gear Specials. Oh, that's great. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's so fucking Why weird. Why does that happen? Like, like not just like once, twice, it, it is basically like the unofficial light soundtrack of that episode. Fuck's sake. It's All so right, cool. Weird. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, the, the, I know it's not film, but the Twin Peaks soundtrack yeah. is, is you just... You can go with Firewalk with me. Yeah, Firewalk with me, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and Badlands slash True Romance. Ooh, shit. It's Good shout. a fucking brilliant score. Yeah. 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 That's me done. That's our question's done as well, I think. I'm fairly certain it is. I'm going to say it is. Yes, it is. Cool. Okay. Uh, so... Thank you for your questions, folks. Uh, Coming up on... I don't ever say that, so I'm saying it. Um, Coming up on next week's show... uh, Oh, what sites we have to show you? It's not a new Hellraiser film. I don't know why I just came out with that. Um, We have got... I think... Well, okay. So, basically... I might be on the show next week. I might not be. Uh, because uh, a mix of football and work shifts. Me football, Mark work shifts, equals maybe we record, maybe we don't. But 
if we don't, I want Mark and Becky to record. Yeah. What will they cover? Or what will we cover? Turtles. Meg 2. Oh, well, yeah. Bo- well, yes. Turtles, Music Mayhem. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yep. And Meg 2, The Trench, directed by Sightseers, Ben Wheatley. Um, I love it. Yep. I, 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 I keep forgetting A, that film exists, and B, genuinely had no idea it was out on Friday. I just if we have to cannot the fucking... Two, can it be the turtles? We can do both. You, you love that it, part so, of so, so, yeah, the Oh, fucking great. I hate it so much. I love it. I, I hate mean, it. Mark, right. Much like a megalodon, a barracuda is an apex predator. Fuck off. <laughs> fucking. Oh, shit. Fucking honestly, just whichever prick fucking taught Hollywood the fucking phrase apex predator about five years ago. Needs to be fucking shot into the fucking sun. It's because, right, in like in like a food triangle type situation. I don't care. Like the, it, the it, top the point movie, of it, that's the apex. Any movie that uses that fucking that uses apex predator in it instantly fucking loses a star for me. It, uh, are you going to be alright with the fact that the F one film that uh, is being made that the team are called Apex GP? I'm fine with that because it makes sense because of the apex of a karma. I'm alright with that. But what if GP stands for Grand Predator? Then get to fuck. Get to fuck. I think it'll probably be Grand Prix. But <laughs> it would make more yeah. sense, wouldn't it? Probably. Did I tell you Javier Bardem's playing the owner of an F1 team in that film and it's possibly going to be the greatest performance of all time? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'm loving, that. I'm loving how into that film you are. Kenny, um, Kerry Conran from the Banshees of Inishirin is playing the team's lead engineer. See, that, and she's going to be fucking great. That's the thing that's made me most interested in it now. Because, <laughs> yeah, because she's going to be you know fucking what? great as that. But do you know what should make you more interested in it? What? It's a film about F1. Cool. I I was I, and I gotta say Jordan McGrath slightly scandalised by the fact that you were like oh you Ian you like F one how about Driven I no <laughs> not no <laughs> what Driven the well, don't worry still not moving don't think it's F one in that though it's not it's not like I say I do own the DVD of that <laughs> I bought it for a pound. See, F1 now just seems a little bit... Let's not. Let's not. No, let's not. I used to watch it a lot. Let's not. As a kid. Like in the Schumacher years. And like, no, there's no one better. Bex, (laughs) this podcast has been going for over two and a half hours, so I'm going to (laughs) end... No, I'm not not saying it's bad or anything like that. I don't watch it now. (sighs) It's just like, I used to watch it a lot as as a kid and... I don't know. And you need to start watching it again. So, um, basically, a little bit inside baseball. Moving on quickly before I start. Um, essentially, uh, the only day that we could potentially record Nate's week is Thursday. And I might not be able to record on Thursday. Depends on things. 
So if that's the case, then it will be, I think, Mark and Becky doing a solo show. Um, Well, solo together. Duo. So a duo show. Duo show. Solo duo? location. Yes. Solo location, duo people. Yeah. There you are. Show. Um, sure. And... Um, but I'll definitely be back the the week after because the week after is Gran Turismo and it's about racy cars go for Umbro. <laughs> nice. So I'm, there you I'm are. Quite right. To, to, to Gran Turismo. As am I. Yeah. As am I. I I I'm aiming for it to be my birthday film. Nice. So yeah, I'm got which I'm quite looking forward to, quite frankly. Right. Okay. Thank you very much, Becky. Thanks, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. I watched two films in two weeks and we still managed to show that was over two and a half hours long. Boom. Go fuck yourself, Jason Reitman. My hate of you powers this podcast. You are such a fucking dickhead. I can't even... America.